What is up, guys? We are live. Zach in here. Rick in here. And in today's video, we're going to answer the question, you know, can you get arrested for wholesaling real estate? Is wholesaling real estate illegal? And let me give you the quick, let me just answer this for just like, just tell you guys, yes, wholesaling real estate's illegal. No one can wholesale anymore. You're all going to jail for wholesaling. And the only way that you can even wholesale anymore is if you buy my course, and if you just join my mentorship in my community, because my community, you know, will show you how to wholesale the right way, but it's only, you can't wholesale unless you buy my course. Um, I'll tell everyone that right now. So join my webinar, hop on a discovery call and uh, $12,000 obviously, and um, we'll teach you how to do novations. Um, and that is the only way to wholesale. And uh, that's what we're going to teach you today because uh, wholesaling is illegal. And if you even say the word, you're probably going to jail. Okay, kidding. just kidding, I, I guys. That's it. a no, joke. That's it. a just, joke, guys. I, yeah, wow. Guys, that that's how every single video about is wholesaling illegal goes. Like every video, For every guru that you hear about wholesaling, that's usually how the video starts. Wholesaling is illegal. Wholesaling is the worst. You will go to jail unless you buy my course or you join my brokerage, and like it, it's all terrible, right? Guys, okay, okay, that was just a joke, okay? Guys, wholesaling is not illegal. You are not going to get arrested for wholesaling, and if you do everything we say in this video. You're going to be fine. Like I just, people really get stressed out over wholesaling real estate. It's legal. And guys, so many gurus do so many, we're just going to do a quick, actually a very long breakdown of this because I feel like there's so much misinformation. We speak to countless lawyers on this. We speak to so many wholesalers about this and legal minds and scholars. We actually read the laws. Not a lot of people do that. And we show you what actually is going on. Um, we get a lot of flack from the gurus for it, but it's absolutely true. Like guys, in all, I will say this statement and you can take it out of context, but you can wholesale real estate. If you're a beginner and you've not done any real estate deals, you can this month do a real estate wholesaling deal in all 50 states. And I'm saying that statement to heart. Don't you agree with me? If you have not zero experience, yeah, you can do a real estate wholesaling deal in all 50 states right now, as of this video, this month, right? Correct. It's a hundred percent. That is how the law reads. So we're going to break down all these laws, how to do it. I don't care what your guru Shmiru says. I don't care. Number of lawyers, they're probably all realtors, but I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. But like guys, wholesaling real estate is completely legal. And we're going to break that all down today. Does it drive you crazy that like people just say wholesaling is illegal by my course? It's, they all, it's all scare tactics, yeah, right? Well, yeah, well, the trend is now to teach you everything but wholesaling because wholesaling is going to be illegal and it's really hard. But let me show you a way to buy a property. And honestly, you're not going to know if you make money for five or 10 years on it. I got, dude, listen, I'll take wholesaling hand down. It is the fundamentals to get started in real estate investing. And it teaches you a skill set that will carry on to every part of real estate investing you do. And if you skip wholesaling, you might as well go straight to the realtors and go to MLS because you're never going to truly know how to buy deeply discounted properties. The, the reality is, if you're worried about wholesaling being illegal, you have about the same chance or probably less as when you go out in your car and there's that little yellow or white line down the middle worrying about that car coming over that line. Honestly, if you thought like that, you would never drive your car again. So we just got to pay attention and any guru or anyone tells you something's illegal, ask for the statute and go read it yourself. A lot of this stuff is open to interpretation. And remember, people can introduce any type of legislation, but it has to be sponsored. It has to be voted and pushed on through. So a lot of the headlines you see, somebody asked to do this. 
guys, this has been going on like forever. Yeah. And got like the reason why, I mean, there's this uh, Texas law I actually read someone sent to me a statute and they said, this shows whole things illegal. That text, that Texas statute basically said you cannot become a realtor unless you're like, that's literally what it said. Yeah. And basically the law is if you, there is a law in Texas, I will tell you, it basically says if you are assigning your equitable, it's actually a law. They actually made this law about wholesaling in Texas. If you're assigning your equitable interest in the deal, you have to disclose it to a potential buyer. And that's kind of the weirdest thing I've ever heard because if you are wholesaling real estate, you give somebody an assignment of contract disclosing your price and your assignment fee and that you're assigning it. So like- You're already doing it. You're already doing it. Now, that's kind of the funniest part, but I guess I have to say this about Texas and we'll because this is new information that I saw. If you're wholesaling, this is really weird. I've never taught this, but this is illegal technically. Uh, you actually can't go to a cash buyer and say, I do not have this under contract, but here's a contract for it. And then have them, then fraudulently have them sign an assignment of contract, but then cover the assignment of contract. I, 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 I like it's, it's really hard to illegally hold. Like it's really hard. Like you have to probably be a yeah. Ivy league scholar, um, lawyer, law mind to know how to illegally do like, cause either way, if you use any of our contracts, it's all disclosed. Like it's just, you know, yeah. guys, there's laws about being fraudulent, you know, uh, financial deception laws, uh, fraud. You can't break, like you can't forge someone saying like, there's already laws about a lot of this stuff. It's pretty it's simple. A lot of common sense. It's guys, listen, sense. 98% of the United States of America, you can legally wholesale. So why 100%. are you focusing on? Well, it's 100%. Okay. Let's call it 99. 100%. Why would you focus yeah. on that tiny, tiny, little, little skiver and give all your attention? You know why? Because the reality is negativity sells. And when people don't have anything else to, to, to like talk about, let's talk about that tiny sliver. I mean, the, the really like one in like 100,000 chance. And let me show you how to protect yourself against it. You can do this. And then all these like crazy agreements that are well, coming we'll out. We'll break it down, guys. There's one sliver. There is one state that says you can't do more than one deal a uh, year without a license. And we'll we'll talk about that. But you could still do one deal there, and then can go from there. But we'll break that down. It's not legal. You could do one deal yeah. legally, and there's ways around it. And people are actually wholesaling in the state of Illinois without a license. They're doing multiple deals because it's not being enforced at all. But I'm not going to break that down. There's actually loopholes in Illinois. I don't want to say them, but if you talk to a lawyer, you're here. But guys, before I break it down, before we actually share this whole game, guys, do us a big favor. Make sure you smash that like button. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Comp all your questions. And uh, we're going to break down exactly, is wholesaling a real legal? Are you going to And then we're going to talk to actually how to wholesale and stop this yeah. fear-mongering. Guys, I'm telling you, you're wasting your time. when If you ever have a guru that like, spends tons of time telling you how scary it is, Dude, run. I'm just telling you, you're wasting your time. It's And nine times a 10 when they're doing that, they either have a solution to the problem. You ever notice that? Oh, they sell it to you. Or they have a different course to show you why you don't want to wholesale because it's too saturated. And I'll show you an easier way. There is no easier. There's not a shortcut to like real estate investing. Is there a million different ways to do it? Yes. Wholesaling is the foundation to get you started. That's what we're here for. Pump it up. Yeah, that's it. We're going to pump it up. Guys, there's currently, I just counted it. Uh, there's currently four states that have a law about wholesaling, and uh, we're going to break down those four states and how they actually work. 
um, and how to get around pretty much every single one of them. So we're going to break it down. So guys, before we break it down, and we're also forgot to mention, we're going to mention how you don't get sued in wholesaling real estate. And that's not getting arrested, but I think that's something that a lot of people should know still. And I think a beginner should really get education from it. So guys, do us a big favor. Make sure you smash the like button and subscribe. One last thing before we get into it. FYI, we are not lawyers, CPAs, financial advisors. None of those things. Before you tie your shoes, please contact a lawyer. Before you do anything, anything at all, before you breathe air, contact a lawyer. That is my advice for you. Make sure they have a pulse too. Yes. So guys, let's get it going. Let's get jacked they ain't up. got a heart. Let's learn some wholesaling real estate <laughs> and let's get, it, let's get it ready. So guys, let's get it. Woo! <laughs> Fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Get up, get up, and then they got gold. Gotta wake up, gotta wake up, bitch. Get up. Get up, get up, get up. <laughs> I love it, guys. I'm telling you, that should jack anybody up. Get ready to go in wholesaling real estate. That's where you focus your energy, not on all this like negative stuff. Oh my God, am I going to jail? You're not going to jail, guys. I'm just here to tell you. Actually, wholesaling, a lot of it, if you use common sense, it's going to cover you for yeah. 95% of the stuff. Yeah, the rest yeah. just comes down to contract law. Which Sorry, is something you need to learn anyway. So, so let, let's break it all down. Let, let's kind of talk about is wholesaling illegal? You're gonna get arrested for it. So let's let's sort of break this all this stuff down. Now, I will tell you straight up, you should at minimum just read the laws in your states when it comes to real estate contracts. I think that's pretty simple. I always tell everyone to do that. So search real estate laws space state and just spend an hour to just read what the laws are, how probate works. It's not complicated and i promise you it doesn't take a genius just to read it um if you're going to spend an hour on tiktok today and an hour on you know instagram like is there any lawyers on tiktok oh there's a ton really oh there's this funny I guy take a look at that he's got like all this bling hey guys he's your suggestion really on tiktoks uh, we're not gonna we go down that rabbit hole it's uh, i'm not gonna bring it down but <laughs> let's just say tiktok just found out he liked fishing and it's all over for him so uh let's kind of break this down and dancing monkeys and dancing monkeys yes <laughs> So uh, let, let, let's get it all down. So here's the first question, you know, is wholesaling real estate illegal? I think since what, for since you've been wholesaling, they've been telling you that wholesaling is about to become illegal, right? Honestly, since 2003, this has been shoved down my mouth. Honestly, like actively 2003, four, five, six. Oh my God. I thought the world was going to melt over wholesaling. And then you guys kind of know what happened after that. We had a, a market meltdown, mostly on the mortgage subprime. And then I didn't hear anything about it for eight, nine, 10 years. And here we are again. Maybe it's a good predicator for what maybe might happen to the real estate market. And by the way, I don't know. I'm along the ride for the rest of you guys. And any guru who tells you exactly this is what's going to happen, 
like Mr. Kiyosaki that for nine years has predicted a crash of the real estate market. He's been wrong for nine years. The one year he'll be right. He assumes you all will remember him for being right. But yeah, what is the word illegal mean? Like, it's funny. I find um, a lot of, so I find this a lot with real estate agents and brokers. They'll use the word, well, that's illegal. I'm like, no, 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 that's an MLS rule. And if you violate it, then you're subject to the fines and board review. I'm not part of the MLS, so it's not illegal. It's just I'm breaking one of your rules. So Yeah, it, it's crazy. So guys, wholesaling fundamentally is something that has been done ever since the United States was a country. Actually, the ability to write contracts for things and the right as us on United States, the right for us as United States citizens has always been there for us to write contracts and sell contracts. And what we do in wholesaling is sell our equitable interest in a contract. Yeah, I got a it is a fundamental right in the Constitution. Now, sure. I, I, yeah, I, I have it right here too, but go ahead. You don't you believe in the Constitution? hundred percent. We, I love the constitution. I have been to the national archives. I've read the bill of rights. I've read the declaration of independence. I've read the constitution front and back and not a lot of people read it. I've read it through and through. And I can tell you right now, we have a right as United States citizens to have this. And I hate to say this. I, I really do. But in college, I did have to write something, uh, in a business law class. He, uh, this, uh, this guy, he got his, uh, Juris doctor from Harvard, whatever he was, he was the big shop professor. Um, he made us like read hours of this contract, um, how contracts work in the United States and all the laws and code on it. And something that's always gotten my mind is the contract clause in the constitution. And this really brings back to wholesaling and no one in wholesaling real estate ever talks about the contract clause in the constitution. Um, but let's go here. So this is a Cornell um, law school. And this is basically Article 1, Section 10, C.1 of uh, the Constitution. And I don't want to get like too confusing for you, but let me just kind of break down how the Constitution pretty much, I know lawyers going to eat my uh, lunch on this, but I don't really care. Uh, but like pretty much we do have rights as citizens. So basically it states, you know, no state, no state, right, or country shall enter into a treaty alliance or confederation grant letters or marquee repraisal coin money emit bill or credit make anything but gold silver coin tender and payment of debts pass any bill ex pasto law or law see th this stuff's it doesn't matter but here's the most important part or law impairing the obligation of contracts or grant any nobility pretty much it provides that no state may pass a law impairing the obligation of contracts and a law in the context, maybe a statute, constitutional provision, municipal ordinance, uh, having the force or operation of the statute. Pretty much to a point, if I go back here, you really read it. Um, this kind of makes it, but basically, um, if you really quote it from like, you got articles from like the business professor and stuff, but like pretty much no state shall pass any law impairing the obligation of contracts. To a point, um, I could say this a million ways, but like no state, no government in the United States can really oppose your obligation and your rights to create contracts in the United States. This is how common law works. Even when we came back from England, we used their system. We as Americans have rights to create contracts and the law, the court system has a duty to enforce those contracts. And I'm telling you, unless you don't, unless you think that the whole law lobby in the United States, lawyers, 
uh, people that make money off of uh, the legal system. Contracts will always be a thing. And it is clearly in the Constitution that Americans can always write contracts, right? Yeah. I and just... we have a right to create contracts. And so this is why you're not going to see many laws about contracts. Even the law in Illinois never talked about con. It did co- talk about contracts to a point, but it never stopped people from creating contracts. They they force the person who writes the contract to do certain things sometimes, but really they're not going to, you can legally pretty much never ban wholesaling because wholesaling real estate is the process of us creating contracts and selling that contract. Yeah. So the, the challenge is always is NAR wants everything to funnel through What's their NAR? system. It's not national association of realtors. Um, <laughs> we love our realtors, but the bluegrass, but a, a good comment on there. Oh, it, yeah, it's, yeah. It's an organization and listen, NAR makes its money by keeping members paying their dues. They could, do you know, most realtors are inactive or don't even sell a deal a year. So it becomes this, if, if you have everybody paying $1,500 dues, I don't know how many members they have. They have some, yeah, odd- they, they're, they're all le- They're all businesses and they're all lobbying and they all want you to become a realtor or do anything. But here's the thing at fundamentally, they can't ban you from wholesaling real estate. They really can't. Correct. Um, so the, the challenge is a lot of these things that are being put on the books haphazardly by politicians. The question is, are they really enforceable? Cause based on the United States constitution, it's clearly written. They cannot interfere with your contractual thing. rights. Here's the thing. I love this. Are you ready? Yeah. I just brought the contract clause of the constitution. Mm-hmm. I have, I have not one documented case. And I would love to find something where someone has gone to jail for wholesaling real estate or been fined more than a thousand, no, $10,000, which it really does. I want to see somebody in Illinois get actually pursued for this. And then it fails in appeal court. It, no, these laws today are not being enforced because it's pretty much an enforceable law. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the problem. You're not seeing anybody in Illinois being arrested or fined for this law because it's very, it's unconstitutional. And yes, if I, if someone try, if the, if some prosecutor tries to find me $50,000 for uh, wholesaling real estate, you sure bet I'm going to bring that thing all the way to Supreme court. And what do you think the Supreme court's going to look at? The federal law surpasses the state law. And You've seen this on a lot of things. I'm not talking about anything recently in the past year because I don't want to get in the politics of that. But like a lot of the Supreme Court and federal courts look at what the actual constitution states. And a, mm-hmm. and a lot of the, let's say, controversial Supreme Court rulings, we're not getting into it. I'm refusing to get into it. But those are like off like arbitrary terms, it, more or less. I think people know what I'm talking about. The constitution clause is stated clearly, Right. Yeah. People are like the second amendment, then they read it and then they're trying to interpret it. But the constitutional clause is pretty black and white. A state can't stop somebody from creating contracts. So to a point, if this ever gets appealed, it will get destroyed. And with the amount of money we're making in wholesaling, I would love to see a, someone try to enforce that. You're, you're going to lose. Yeah. So all this talk of like, at one point, you know, everybody getting together and creating this protection thing. The only thing I would be in favor for if they raised a fund, they had like a neutral board. And then if somebody gets attacked in one of these states that you take the money and go hide the baddest, toughest lawyer and beat it down. Because if you beat it once, you set precedents and case laws. And that would, in my opinion, that, well, that would send a bigger message yeah, to the rest the of the state. 
that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. But somebody has to get some uh somebody has to get in trouble for wholesaling, which it doesn't happen. It's not being enforced. Feels being enforced. So let's talk about the people that do get in trouble. What do they actually get they in don't. trouble for? The it, okay, the only people that get in trouble for wholesaling are people that are self-governed. What does that mean? I don't know. Let, let me explain this. Go ahead. So if I let's say I'm 10 years old, right? And I didn't clean up my room. Mm-hmm. You can send me in my room and get me in trouble, right? And you're the court, the law, the dictator, right? It's your I've house. Done that. That's self-governing. You kind of do it yourself, right? Yeah. The problem is that's not like a government. I'm sorry, but like that's your own rules, right? Like that's NAR. how you so it's like NAR. Yeah. NAR is not the government. Who's your daddy? So the only people that are regulating wholesaling are people that are self-governed. Like it's like an HOA. They're yeah. not a real government. They're saying you have to cut your grass. You sort of have to because you're following their rules. If I am if I'm outside the HOA, I can how my grass has to be cut with code, but like I can fly whatever flag I can do whatever I want. The only enforcement of wholesaling real estate illegality is with realtors and the National Association of Realtors, and we love our realtors out here, but NAR, they have stopped the real estate boards because they're self-governed, have taken people's wholesaling fees away on a monthly basis, pretty much. They are taking people's real estate assignment fees away because they didn't like the, per- the way the person did the deal. They did the deal legally, but the real estate board didn't really like it, so they just took the person's assignment well, fee, right? Don't you agree? Didn't that, ha- that happen? Here's the problem is wholesaling depending on how you interpret it. So we talk about self-governing. So NAR has their own board. And guys, I'm not a realtor, but I, I do know they have a clause in there. It says you have to look out for the seller's uh, fiduciary. You have a fiduciary responsibility. Okay. The problem is that's interpreted by NAR, not by a court system or anything yeah. like that. And then, so let me ask you, you go out and get your real estate license. You can disclose till you turn blue. I don't care. Honestly, I think you confuse the heck out of people when you are a broker or an agent and you try to do wholesaling because at any time that seller can come back and go on that listing, on that contract, it said he had a fiduciary responsibility and he or she didn't live up to it. They got greedy and they bought the house themselves. Sign all the disclosures, everything you want to do at some point, that's the problem you have with it. So if you're an agent and your fiduciary responsibility is to look out for the seller and their best financial interest, it doesn't say, are that the best terms? Is that the best way to sell it? And that's where wholesalers and realtors have this clash because they're governed by a private entity that is in the interest of growing the Realtors Association and crushing the wholesaling industry. So you're never going to get them to collude. So that's why we get all this negative press on it. That's what I tell you guys. Listen, if you want to get your real estate license, go out. They're going to teach you to be a realtor. There is nothing in there that's going to teach you to be a wholesaler. And honestly, when you go and you think you're going to flip haps, you're just going to confuse your seller even more and more. I'm telling you guys, I've been doing this 20 years. I would have lost out on so many deals if I was a real estate agent. And so if you're a broker and say, Zach's a realtor, I can bring him in anytime and share in it and he'll do all the work is the classic American business thing that we love. I'd rather him do all the work, all the showings, do everything, and give me some sort of marketing fee or action on it. So, It's crazy. So, no, you can't be arrested in trouble for wholesaling real estate. What I can tell you here, though, is there are laws. We're going to break down, too, how DNC works, the DNC list, telemarketing. We're going to break that down. Um, that's a little more different, right? Uh, and but- we're going to talk about 
how you guys are getting this message that you need to get licensed to protect yourself. You don't. You don't. You actually, when you get a license, you open yourself up to such another door of liability. And if someone doesn't tell you that, they're not telling you the truth. Because now, it's clear as day, you you are now responsible for all disclosures all right, because like nothing's being, assumed anymore. This is, the best, uh, this is the best analogy to becoming a realtor for wholesaling. And I'm going to get in trouble for saying it. But you, I'd like to say some stuff. Uh, but but here's the thing. It's like being in a fraternity. And this is what I mean. A fraternity can call you up at 4 a.m. Okay. and tell you that you have to get up and do the stupid little thing for initiation, right? And you kind of have to do it because you're in the fraternity, right? Well, they threw a bag over my head. Uh, okay, we're not going to break that down. But like <laughs> you're in the fraternity, right? You yeah. have to do the rules. You have to. Now, if a fraternity calls me right now and says, you got to get up at 4 a.m. and go, uh, I don't know, run around and spray paint the rival fraternity, I'm going to say no. And they can't do anything to me. They can't say anything. But once you choose to be in the fraternity, you have to follow their rules. You do. Even if they're stupid. But wait a minute. Somebody in the wholesaling business told me I'm going to get my license to protect me against wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Let's use this analogy. Another whole, uh, another, one of your friends said that you should be in an attorney, uh, fraternity to wholesale. Is he in the same fraternity? Yeah. Oh, is he going to make money if you're in the fraternity? Huh. That makes a lot of See, I'm using an analogy. Wait, wait. Let's change the word fraternity to be licensed. Every person that says for you to be licensed, they are licensed. Guys, have you ever met a vegan? They will tell you and try to convince you to become a vegan. Have you ever met a CrossFitter? They'll tell you you got to do CrossFit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Met someone that does Pilates? They'll tell you you have to do Pilates. Guys, it's the same thing. When I talk to people, I tell them they should do wholesaling all the time. So like, guys, the, think of the reason why people are telling you to be licensed is because they're licensed too. I don't know many people that say you should be licensed for wholesaling that aren't licensed. Do you? I, I don't really see any. And it's shocking to me that people just willy nilly think, oh, I'm just going to license now. Guys, you're joining a fraternity that has stupid rules that's going to make you do crazy stuff. And, and you're doing exactly what they want you. They want everyone to conform because in the end, they just get the fees. They get more political power. They're one of the largest lobbying groups. And I'm here to tell well, you they guys. they have a bunch of antitrust legislation. They might get the ax. That's um, why they've got in the state of Florida a 21-page contract. I don't know about you, but the people I buy homes from, they're not going through 21 pages. But I will pages. say this. We are saying nothing mean about the National Association of Realtors. They are an independent organization. They can do whatever they want. i just not a fan of joining them. Um, it just yeah. like it makes no sense. If you're joining it because it thinks it insulates you from wholesaling, it doesn't. It actually opens you up to a special, small fraternity, sorority, whatever you're going to call, and they are going to pass judgment. And honestly, oh. when you get assignment fees, sooner or later, they're going to call that probably commissions, and then you're going to be paying fees to the broker and everything else because they want to access the wholesale model. Wait. Oh, we just got busted. Uh-oh. Don't you own a brokerage? Oh, my gosh. I, th this is uh, blasphemy right uh -oh. now. Uh-oh. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. One yeah. of the companies we have owns a brokerage. Guess what? It only sells real retail real estate properties. And here's the thing. And that's it. And that's all we do in it. And it makes money. But, yeah, but I'll say this. I don't mix it up with wholesaling, wholesaling at investing, all. Wholesaling, investing, all that makes so much more money than the brokerage. And I'm telling you right now, even because we own a brokerage, the Our brokerage works. It's a different for business, us. And, and it doesn't work for wholesaling. And I, we have acquisitions and, and managers that are licensed. I'm just telling. We are still. Why do I? Why do we do what we do? We're telling you the truth. Okay. Yes. If I told everybody they should join our brokerage to wholesale, 
and we make a bunch of fees from them and that we get one oh, percent we'd make a ton of money from you but we truly don't feel like that's best for what like we don't we truly believe that's not what's best for you and that's what we say God, why do you think like everyone says you should use batch leads or prop stream only guys we say use both of them yeah. we don't care because we know it's kind of you know your style but we want what's best for you I don't need your money. I don't need to make money off of you. So I'm not going to say it. I'm going to do what I truthful, truthfully believe in my heart of hearts, what's going to give you the best success possible as a beginner and joining a broke, joining our brokerage. Okay. I'm what paying insurance, thousands of dollars, wasting time. And then doing all this hard work, maybe getting a $50,000 assignment fee. Are you ready? Are you ready? And then have the real estate board take that away from you. Yeah. Do you, do you really think, I, in my heart of hearts, believe that will be best for you. No. Okay. And Jason, it's the reality is if I thought that was the cure-all, I would give you all a link. I'd have you all join a brokerage. Listen, just because I own a brokerage, I don't operate. I don't touch anything. I actually pay full commissions for everything I sell because I do a lot of hiring property. I do other stuff. We, we do multi-million dollar properties. They require realtors. There's no way around it. I'm telling for the average stuff us wholesalers buy. Actually, the fact that we own a brokerage should show you more yeah. than enough that we don't want you to get licensed as a wholesaler. Now, if you want to get into real estate, you want to make, you know, four or five million dollar uh, home sales yeah. in like, you know, Beverly Hills. Hey, do you want a brokerage? You're probably perfect for it. But if you want to make millions of dollars wholesaling real estate and not working your butt off like that. Yeah, yeah. The, you, you know what the, the average margins of a brokerage is it it's like between 10 and 15% guys. So when they tell you they sell hundreds of millions, the, the amount of advertising and costs, like the real brokerages, it costs money and they got to run them like businesses and they have to have 30, 50, a hundred agents to make them profitable because you have to have people managing and running those businesses. Guys, if I truly was just in the money grab and said, listen, I need to do this. There's a new thing out there and you guys need to be aware of it. Um, EXP kind of started this. I'm not going to. No, no. But that. what happens is they've taken the best of multi-level marketing and they've merged brokerages. And basically they've built a model. Whereas if I go out, I give you a link, you sign up, I earn a couple hundred bucks and then you're encouraged to sign up five or more of your friends. You guys know how this works, right? And I'll say this. And yeah. they assume you're going to do nothing. It's crazy. And then how much better if someone, if you think that's going to protect you from the wholesaling umbrella, then people are signing up and doing that. And it's like, I get why they're doing, I just don't think MLM belongs in real estate in yeah, that yeah. fashion, because who does that ultimately benefit? Number one, the person that refers it. And number two, NAR, everyone else no, basically gets stupid. screwed on so it. So let's break it down into our NFT offering now of $4,000, right? Are we, are we selling the wholesaling NFT now? Right. Yeah. Is that a thing? No. Oh, we need a whole other thing. Right, Guys, right, listen, if you truly it. want to understand how NFT works with real estate, don't listen to gurus. Don't listen to investors. Go down to your county property appraisers and your county tax collector. Ask them about it and ask them what their plans are incorporating it. We're the only YouTube channel for wholesaling. This is the saddest part that has not had a video on NFT and wholesaling. Which Be, is like because listen, your county people... And the in your crazy. state, they are not getting rid of their systems. If you guys think NFT is just going to replace everything, what do we do about the properties bought the last hundred years? They will be used in real estate in the next fifty years of my lifetime. I can almost guarantee it. But I, I am not saying it's going to be happening in the next. Guys, year. talk to your they state officials 
and your county officials and see what their plans. And when you hear like, we haven't even talked about it, stop worrying about NFTs like right now. It will be an added layer. And honestly, when the government figures out how to do it, we're all just going to pay more and go through more bureaucracy, in my opinion. So title has to be underwritten by a human being. There's no way a computer can completely do it unless it was done from day one. And guys, stuff can still be manipulated. You guys read about it all the time. I'm telling you the NFT thing. It's It's a great distraction. Okay. It's like if you remember the 80s, it's like when Pong came out with the Atari and saying, you know what? Your kids are going to be sitting behind one of these things Listen, and playing video games all day. One of it, I was so yeah. I had to go to all my friends. But house. here's the thing: it's like being in 1983 and saying, you know what? In the next year, all the kids are going to be playing video games and doing all this on a computer. It's like okay, we're th- we're 30 years away from that. Okay, let's chill out on that. So guys, I don't know how long away, but I'm just telling you, know. I stalked to state and county, and they have no plans of incorporating any of that stuff in their current thing. And I'm telling you, it takes five, seven, 10 years just to get policies and procedures in place. I don't see how you can do it. Maybe a brand new built house if you, but what do we do about all the houses before? Because remember blockchains established that, okay, here's, here's X amount and it's just done. Well, what do you do about stuff that's had 150 years history? Yeah. There's no way. Steve wants to, Steve, Bring us your opinion. I'd love to hear people's opinions on this. Jump on the live. We got some great opinions on this. I want to bring some really good points up. And if someone doesn't agree with me, I would love to say it. I would love for someone to come up here and say, (laughs) you know what, Zach? You know what? It's actually a good idea to be governed harder, you know, because we love the government. We want more. I I always tell you, right? Every time before our lives, I say, you know what? I wish there was more government that could tell me that will give me more rules so I can follow it. I love following rules. But he's not feeling good. But here's the thing. I would love for someone to give me the argument that, you know, we should be governed harder from people that aren't actually doing real laws without the constitution and whatever that person feels like it, they should tell me what to do with my own personal business. No. Okay, guys, you should follow the laws in your state in your county and your country and the constitution You should follow the constitution. You definitely should. Okay. No stealing. No, like none of this bad, but like yeah. outside of that, do whatever you can to make the most money. Like yeah. to a point, have ethics, but I'm just saying. So let's well, get some opinions. Let, on let's it. not talk about like debt relief today because yeah, I okay. think not- we should roll out a program to relieve anybody who took on a financial oh, constraint up to ten thousand dollars on a wholesaling program. That. We're gonna have a ten thousand dollars. I learned uh, an interesting fact today. I think you would oh, actually gosh. really like to know. You want to know it? You're a little nervous to hear it, aren't you? You know who has the largest reserve outside of a government agency? Like outside of all the kings and all that. Who has one of the largest cash reserves? This is in the United States. Uh, Part of education? Treasury. Harvard. Almost $50 billion sitting in a bank account. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And here's the best part, guys. Harvard doesn't pay any taxes. Yeah, but they're, yeah. $50 billion. I get cold call from I know, but that's amazing, man. I get, I get. I get cold call from the University of Florida once a month about getting them money. I'm like, I already gave you what? They got $10 billion. I know, but... They got $10 billion. Billion, it's crazy. And we talk about people not paying their fair share of taxes. All right, I, I'm not going to okay. get into the tax debate. But, uh, <laughs> is simple wholesaling is arbitrage under the con- contractual terms. The principles are built upon common law and states that try to outlaw it are actually going against five. Guys, no one's enforcing these laws because if it ever went to actual court on the Supreme Court, and we already know which way the Supreme Court leans. And I'm saying this non-politically. The Supreme Court um, is has a six to three conservative majority. And that is a fact as of today. 
they are more in terms of a more conservative Supreme Court. And I, I could be put out of context here, but it's true. They fall the Supreme Court right now falls more of what the Constitution says versus what modern interpretations might put. And they're pretty much most of them. And I'm not saying anything else, but they are pretty much literalists when it comes to the Constitution. And then when the Constitution states that no state shall, um, no state should pretty much um, get rid of a person's obligation to create contracts, what do you think they're going to say? So I'm just telling you guys, it's, it's fine. So we got our outcast vibes. Yes, I had a, uh, an artist. He spent, I think, seven grand on this painting. Um, it's custom, freeholstling.com. Pretty expensive, but I think it was worth it. Guys, focus uh, focus on the let content. Me know if that was worth it, uh, that painting. But yeah, guys, so let, let's kind of break down some more things, guys. And uh, let's kind of break down the law. But you know, I, I've never heard any type of wholesaler have this conversation. They just like, we get a negative headline about wholesaling is illegal. Everybody sees the thumbnail. And then they're like, there's never a discussion about US constitution law and like how states, there's only certain things they can do. It's just like, you really need to avoid it. Go get another license. Go get more approval from another agency. Guys, the deeper you go down that hole, it is not going to fix your wholesaling game. And honestly, it's just going to cause you confusion. You can do what you want. It, it, everybody has a ride into it. The NAR doesn't care to make you a legal wholesaler. They'll just, it's bribery money. And honestly, you're going to have other issues. So let's with talk them. about this. Let's, let's kind of talk about the states. So let's get into the uh, basically four states that have certain laws on the books. We have Illinois, which I truthfully believe is an unconstitutional law. The law in Illinois, and I'm going to tell you what the true law is. It's not a wholesaling law. Everyone thinks it's a wholesaling law. It basically states that you can't uh, write a con. You actually, you can't write a contract to buy any piece of real estate more than one a year unless uh, that person who helps you do it is licensed. That's it. So if I am a business owner, let's say I'm, you know, that's insane. All right, no, but here's the yeah. here's how the law really works. Okay, you do you like Subway? I like Subway. Pub subs are better, but I like Subway. Jared kind of ruined it for me. Oh gosh. Okay. So, <laughs> but here's the thing. So, like, let's say I want to make a Subway. Actually, yeah, you really say, did ruin it for me. Actually, Subway in Chicago is not a good analogy. So we're gonna say um, McDonald's. Okay. I, uh, you know what? I worked my, I worked, you know, sixty-five years at my job. I saved up five hundred grand, and I'm gonna create two McDonald's operations. You probably need a lot more money to make them out. Let's say, actually, you know what? Let's say I want to make two diners. Okay. I love my mom's cooking. She's a great cook. My wife's a great cook, whatever. I'm 65. And you know what? This can be my retirement, right? I'm going to, I'm going to buy one piece of real estate. It's going to be my diner. We should buy a diner. A nice burger diner. Is there any right? diners for sale? I don't know. I don't think any diners for sale. Um, you know, hopefully it's a good business, <laughs> but I'm going to buy a burger joint, a diner. Okay. And I'm not going to run this thing to the ground and have to sell it. I'm going to buy a legit, make a good diner. So I'm going to make this diner. And I'm going to agree to buy it. And I find a guy who wants to sell his diner, you know, mm -hmm. and someone offered five grand to find a buyer. So I go and buy the diner. Right. Yeah. And I agree, you know, a regular sale. Hey, I want to sell my diner. I want to buy your diner. So I buy it. Right. And I'm living my dream. This is my retirement. Right. Yeah. And guess what? This diner does really good this year. You know, I have 500 more grand. I'm going to buy another diner. Yeah. Now, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm in the great state of Illinois. Um, it's just such a great state. Uh, I find another guy who wants to sell his diner right now, like maybe, a, you know, let's say five miles away. Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is great, right? I agree to, no, it's illegal 
for me to buy another diner unless a realtor went in that transaction because that's the second diner that is illegal. Guys, you can't buy more than one piece of real estate a year in Illinois without being licensed, which is ridiculous. You can have a realtor do it for you, but that's how the law basically states. So that is how the law honestly is. You can read it, whatever, when you, but that's pretty much how it works. Now, Illinois has never really enforced that law. There is countless examples of people buying more than one piece of real estate off market that's not licensed in the state of Illinois. Uh, I'm telling you, the prosecutors in Illinois are not going after 65-year-olds trying to buy uh, his second rental property in a year. God, the law is very unconstitutional. Uh, it's, it was kind of more of a thing to do. Oh, my God. All right. I'm not going to talk about this, Jonathan. <laughs> a diner-gym combo. That sounds great. What? Um, I've always So you like... can eat greasy food and still work out at the same no. time? Uh, haven't we gone to burger joint and say, you know what? I want to get a cook pumping after this. No. All right. But here's the thing. Honestly, a good pump and then a diner. That's actually a good. Listen, combo. Man. But guys, what I'm telling you is you're selling the right stuff. Illinois. It's ridiculous. That law. It's not enforced at all because it's such a ridiculous law. That's it's not being enforced. And once someone enforces it and they challenge it with the court, it's going to be overturned. I'm not telling you go against that law. Nobody wants to be, but the I'm pawn. saying nobody's in, in for, no one wants to be the pawn or the guinea pig for it. Actually, there's plenty of people that do it. It's such a weird law that most people don't know about that. Yeah. And people are buying more than two properties a year. It's ridiculous. So guys, I'm just letting you know, it happens all the time. If I buy a duplex, technically that's illegal. Yeah. And people are buying duplexes off market all the time. I, I, I actually look, I, I, I do yeah. my research. So technically that is illegal under the law. And there's probably hundreds of duplexes in the state. Illinois is a big yeah. state that are being bought with cash every single year off market. That's technically illegal too. Nothing's happening. They're, so I'm just letting you know that's sort of how that law works. Uh, I'm just letting you know. And guys, I'm here to tell you in wholesaling is because we're independent operators, we think way outside the box. You can pass whatever law you want. I will be constantly four steps ahead of you. Let me give you a couple examples. Yeah. My entire career, I have been challenged on everything. You guys know how I tell you, when you go get your government list, you, you got to beat resistance with persistence. I got my butt kicked for three years and I decided I wasn't going to put up with it anymore. And once they knew I wasn't going away, I got through. I've constantly challenged. You saw, what was it, a year or two ago, someone told me, you can't, uh, a corporation can't buy a property in here. Now, I know that violates every law. I go, give me the law, give me the application and have your president sign it. What's two weeks goes by. Yeah, it's, it's a group of people. Two weeks go by. I go, listen, there's seven banks that own um, property in your development. Are they a corporation? Yeah, well, that no, no, you can't treat me differently. Well, here's the thing. You can't just, we have laws about discrimination because yeah. if you don't let corporations buy something, you're going to say, you know what? I don't like, I don't, I don't like the way you look. You can't buy in this neighborhood. That's discrimination. Well, that, that's what and you start doing. It's like, doing what's it? the slippery slope there? So like we've fought it before, guys. Guys, I, I, I just yeah. did a deal where I physically wasn't allowed because there was some type of restriction. And so we wound up just buying the LLC. That's it. So it, we yeah. just went around the back way. It, you had to use a bunch of lawyers and stuff. But I got to be honest with you, it wasn't that bad. I was a little bit nervous when I did it. But like you can put all these, like the HOAs can put rules in, states can put rules in, your cities, your counties. I'm here to tell you, if it comes to that, I promise you wholesaling will not disappear. It will just overcome it. I promise you. My entire 20 years, I'm challenged on everything. The only reason is, you know, Zach thinks he's heard a lot. We're talking about constitutional law is 
Like we question and ask things instead of going, oh my God, we can't do this. Let's run over there, get a license and we'll solve all the problems. No, why don't we challenge it and say, how can you do this if the US constitution says you can't do it? How can you possibly do it? And nobody wants to have these discussions. Listen, I don't want problems and conflicts. Don't get me wrong. But you got to know when you're getting stepped on and you guys need it. You will constantly be challenged in the wholesaling space. And you got to know there's sometimes you just got to. I stand up to title companies all day long. I stand up to lawyers all day long. I stand up to county officials all the time. And I'm just telling you, in the beginning, you don't understand it completely. So tuning in with like people, me and Zach, we're the only ones that are going to have an honest conversation about this instead of putting fear in you and go, hey, go run behind this link. Click this link. I'll protect you. Whatever, a course, a brokerage, I don't care. Guys, it's not going to solve any problems. It's still going to be there. I've been challenged so many times on this. I've been challenged before. Someone said, once a quote to me. I'm not going to put anything in context, say who. But I got asked once, challenged hard. And I'm a, I'm a man of what I believe in. Yeah. You're, I, this is a quote, ready? You're telling me you want wholesalers to run around wholesaling real estate unlicensed with no self-regulation or regulation. I said, yeah, I agree. I agree as a human being, as an American, you have the right to do whatever you want within the constitution. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I've been challenged guys. I put my blood, sweat and tears. I put it all on the line for this business. You have too. Yeah. I've been challenged from every single person in this entire industry trying to change the wholesaling and I fought it tooth and nail and we've won. But so I'm telling you, we have fought. Yeah. And you know what, you know what the this. challenge is, is people like me the last 20 years, all the people that have been doing this business 10, 15 years, they did whatever they wanted, right? Whatever they wanted, like no, like they did it. And honestly, let's think about it. They created a lot of these problems and now they want to be the voice and tell you we've got to do a better job. Well, that's not fair that you got the run for 20 years and then you're telling everyone below you, you have to do this, this, and this to comply. Listen, you, you do have to have an internal code of ethics. I can't make you do it. You can sign whatever document you want. At the end of the day, either you help people or you don't. And honestly, no church can regulate that to you. No politician can. Me and Zach can't. Either you're a good person or you're not. And honestly, I find people getting a hold like, we have bad apples. There's bad teachers. There's bad cops. It never stops. Yeah. So why do you think our business is going to be any different? So the problem with society is like one person wrecks it for the other people and everybody has to pay the price. And you guys just have to understand your rights and your laws. I'm telling you, don't take this narrative where you've got to comply. I did whatever I wanted for 20 years, but now you have to do a completely different. That, that's not fair to me. That's very, very hypocritical. And I completely disagree with it. I disagree with friends on this and I'm never going to waver. You get me on any stage, any live, I'm always going to stick to my core values. Wholesaling should be accessible for everybody. Yes. You should do it honestly and ethically and upfront. We are going to have bad apples. We cannot govern the entire business because someone decided to take a reckless course and do this. It's so. ridiculous. So guys, Illinois is fine. Let's talk about Nebraska in Oklahoma. Those are two laws that actually have wholesaling laws in the books. And we'll talk about those. It's very common sense to a point. It's like if somebody makes a law saying that you can't um, assault somebody and you can't assault somebody wearing a clown hat. Well, here's the thing. Well, you can't assault somebody. That's pretty much good to go. Mm -hmm. uh, you can add wearing a clown hat too. That's the way I usually look at it. So don't be a clown in wholesaling. 
Uh, what do I mean by this, guys? Here's the law in Nebraska, o- Oklahoma, okay? You can't <clears throat> legally in Nebraska and Oklahoma, these two states, you can't publicly market for sale your equitable interest in real estate. And what does that mean? Let's, let's break that down, what that legal definition is. Basically, the person who introduced it, um, wife is a realtor. So, huh, huh, huh. Um, but what, what I can tell you is basically how the law works is if I have a property on a contract, I can't uh, make a fa- uh, Zillow for sale by owner. I can't make a Facebook post. I can't say, I am selling this piece of real estate. I am selling my equitable interest in this deal. You can't do that in Nebraska and Oklahoma, which is still kind of weird, but I get what they're saying. You can't pretty much pretend to own the piece of real estate. Um, you should disclose that it's an equitable interest, but mm-hmm. Nebraska and Oklahoma say you can't publicly market, which means you just can't post the deal on Facebook or pretty much Craigslist or online that I'm selling this deal publicly. Uh, that's pretty much how the law works. How do you get around that? It's pretty easy. You already have a list of cash buyers and you privately market. The, the funniest part which is- you vetted. You, you don't even have to vet them. You can privately market. You just can't publicly put it online, but you can call 10,000 buyers and that's legal. Adult, it's kind of a weird law, but honestly, it's fine, right? Um, it doesn't really change much because I don't publicly market any of my deals. Um, so you're pretty much good to go. I just call them, text them, and that's the way you can. You Honestly, the law is because you can't... A lot of wholesalers are pretending to be realtors. I have this property for sale. That's stupid. I, I, come on. Don't be doing so that. So guys, listen. Don't get in the wholesaling to become a realtor. It, it's, it is a miserable... A lot of newbies miserable. Well, that's the problem because then you're trying to do all the hard work of the wholesaler. You're cold calling, you're texting, you're door knocking, which is brutally hard. Like I, I don't pass that up for a minute. I, I don't take it for granted. And then you're trying to make like one, $2,000. Dude, you'd be much better off just committing the wholesaler, make your 10 or 15 grand, get your money, move forward. And here's the really cool thing about wholesaling. You don't have to be a wholesaler forever. If you can dedicate two to three years to the business, you will have a lifetime of freedom. And the thing is, you always have the skill set of wholesaling. And once you get an operation up and running, you can have employees work for you. And then you can go on to even bigger and better things, commercial properties, apartment buildings, like whatever you want to do. But honestly, everyone I've ever met that's super successful in real estate, they all have the core principle of wholesaling down. So anybody who tells you, hey, skip wholesaling, I guarantee their solution you have to pay for it. And honestly, in the end, like, guys, learn wholesaling, master it. I don't care how hard it is. If you want to be in real estate, if you don't understand wholesaling, you're just going to pay a lot more for everything and you're going to have to wait a long time. You're going to have to wait for appreciation to kick in. Wholesalers never, ever depend on appreciation. We buy a discounts today and we sell it for today's price. So no matter what happens in the market, you guys hear all this doom and gloom. Like there's two trains of thought. Some people think by the end of this year or springtime, we'll be back to normal. And other people think it's falling off a cliff. In wholesaling, it doesn't matter. Now, if I'm a fix and flip guy, they've all pulled back. Hedge funds have all pulled back. They have to. Why? Because they're betting on where the market's going. Wholesalers never bet on where the market's going. We take advantage of what we have today. This is why it is crash-proof, recession-proof, it works. So if you have a core business of wholesaling, especially during down market times, you're not exposed to what all the hedge funds are, all the flippers are, yeah. all the all the landlords are. You are completely insulated. And I'm just telling you, if you do it, so the ones that left wholesaling, 
you're either going to see him go back or they're going to try to do something else or they're probably going to become a, a coach. I saw a post yesterday on Facebook. Okay. You're getting in trouble. I'm just going to say it. And somebody asked a, 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 a specialist um, on coaching is how many deals should you have done before I can coach? Dude, what are you doing? Oh, my. scares the heck out of me. Like, how, how, listen, when you get to like a thousand, let's talk because you are a rookie till you get all the way through it, guys. There's so many things out there. And that's the problem is these days, as great as we are wholesalers, we get creative. And uh, I, I just listen, people can do whatever they want. I'm yeah. all for it. I just want to clear the confusion on this whole wholesaling thing and give you guys the facts. Stop worrying about this stuff. Cause I'm telling you it's so far away. You're worrying about like driving the car and someone's going to come over that yellow line and hit you. I've that's been driving fine. a long time. I've had a couple close misses, but, oh, Lord. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how Nebraska is. Um, there's an Arizona disclosure law, which is kind of up in the air still uh, pretty much. It states that you have to pretty much just, so let, I'm going to try to pop that up. Arizona's got a weird law with disclosure. Um, I'll pop it up. I'll get the official um, wholesaling law. Pretty much you have to disclose to a uh, buyer. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Hold on, let me write it down. Try to pop it up. Uh, where's track bill? All right, I have it right here. So pretty much... All right, so here it is. Uh, let me go to... This is the funniest law because this is a law that doesn't even, this is a law just saying that I did something, you know, I did something. Um, here, here's how the Arizona law. I think it passed. I, I'm going <clears throat> to go check if it passed, um, but I'm pretty sure it passed, right? Did it? Uh, I'll look it up. But uh, pretty much, I'm pretty sure this passed. Um, but this basically says, um, requires a wholesale buyer of residential real property before entering into a binding agreement to provide a disclosure in writing to a seller that the buyer is a wholesale buyer stipulates. Let's see. Can you guys see this? Yeah. Uh, oops. Where's the cursor? All right. Basically stipulates a wholesale buyer violates the disclosure requirement. The seller may cancel the contract at any time prior to the close of escrow without penalty and may return earnest money paid by wholesale buyer requires a wholesale seller of residential real estate uh, property before entering into a binding agreement to provide a disclosure and writing to the buyer that the seller is a wholesale seller who holds an equitable interest in the property and the seller may not uh, be able to convey title to the property, which interesting, right? Uh, four stipulates if a wholesale seller violates the disclosure requirement, the buyer may cancel the contract for the sale at any time and may retain the EMD paid by the buyer, <clears throat> defines residential real property as fewer than five dwelling units, okay? Defines wholesale buyer as a person or entity who enters into a purchase contract or residential real estate as a buyer and assigns that same contract to another person or entity. Defines wholesale seller as a person or entity that enters into a purchase or contract for residential as a seller that does not hold legal title uh, to the real property and assigns the same contract to another person or entity and that's pretty much it, uh, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it to a point here. There's amendments and stuff. But here's the thing. Let, let's go back to definition of a wholesale buyer. A person that enters into a contract for real estate at, as the buyer and assigns it. Here's the thing. 
if you are a regular buyer that buys real estate and then decides to assign it, mm -hmm. it's that law is all about one thing and it's an intent, right? Yeah. When I go and agree to purchase a piece of real estate, my intent's to buy it. There might be something that comes up on the deal that makes me want to wholesale it, mm -hmm. right? But it's all about intent to a point. If I'm intending to buy it and then I assign it, theoretically, I didn't need that disclosure because I was actually a real buyer at that point. Then I decided to sell it. it. It's very funny because the way the law works wants to be like, hey, Mr. Seller, I'm wholesaling your deal. Here's a legal disclaimer saying that I'm wholesaling it. Yeah. That's technically how that law works. But guess what? Hey, I'm looking to buy your house. I want to buy your house. You know, a month later. And now I signed it because I actually don't want to buy it anymore. But my intent to start out was to buy it, but you mm -hmm. lied about something or whatever. And, you know, the law is pretty much unenforceable. It's kind of funny how the way it's written, but it's it, kind it's, of a... It's, it actually, it's counterintuitive to what it says. So it's like, and honestly, every state approved contract with the, the Realtors Association and the uh, lawyers all have the ability for assignability. So it like technically... Any contract that's marked assignable, a realtor would have to disclose possibly that it could be wholesale because it's assignment. They're defining anything that's assignment as a wholesale. So like this could go like I, you could do this both ways. It's absolutely, utterly well, ridiculous. Well, the problem, they have to make it so open because you the, the thing about contracts, it's weird because if you're intending to buy it or wholesale, you don't know what you're going to do with it yet. It's all up in the air. Yeah. Now, if someone can prove that your intent was to wholesale it from the beginning, sure, I guess. But really, if you leave it up in the air that you are actually intending on buying it, you're pretty much fine to go. It's really funny the, the way they do that because it's theoretically, you would every person that tries to buy a piece of real estate would have to give that disclosure every every property in Arizona because you would have yeah. if you decide in the future to assign it. Yeah. Which this is a shocker to many people, but when we sell properties on the MLS, which is the you know the greatest thing on the earth, right? Mm -hmm. We get assignment of contracts all the time on them, all the time, right? Yeah, it gets assigned to different corporations. It gets the problem is Arizona does that too. But here's the thing: their intent was to buy it up front, and then they decided to assign it to their partner. Yeah. That's fine with this law. So there's they made it open, they made it loopholes because they didn't really want to do anything. They wanted to act like they did something, but. It's just, it's so funny the way they do it. It's, it's hilarious. So guys, yes, it's, it's like, uh, but it's the, the thing is a, a lot of people are saying, okay, well now we have to put all these disclosures and I'm like, okay, the, the problem is we're going to wind up like realtors. That's why they have 20, 20 page plus contracts. Yeah. So if I have four pages, the reality is you guys know, okay, what's it going to say on the top? I'm a licensed real estate agent. I'm a licensed real estate broker. I am uh, considered a wholesaler. I'm going to make a profit from you. You let me know you're legally, uh, you're of sound mind to sign it. The disclosures get so long. It's like, you just, have you ever read a mortgage? Have you read that? It's like 50 pages. I went and opened up a bank account yesterday and they printed out disclosure 72 pages. Nice. We killed more uh -huh. trees doing this. I go, do I need to read this? He goes, nobody reads it. And that's what we're all going to wind up. So when they, whenever they try to enforce this, we're just going to come up with these generic boilerplates 
and people aren't going to read it and they're going to sign it. And guess what they're yeah. going to say? Well, I never really read it, so it's not enforceable know, anyways. Th th that's the thing. So just understand that it's kind of funny. It's um, absolutely crazy. Somebody said so on there, she had. Yeah. Which one do you want? Uh, I think it's to the top. Someone said they were offered 10K for a wholesaling course. Yeah, we can talk about that after. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So let's finish this up. Let's finish this up really quick. So like, here's the, here's the last law. This is the DNC law, right? Uh-oh. So yes, there are laws outside of wholesaling real estate about DNC laws, uh, TCPA, which is the Telephone Communication Protections Act of 1991 or two, uh, one of those one of those uh, years. And basically, there's laws about telemarketing and cold calling and stuff like that. So let's let's talk about DNC law because that's an interesting one too, right? Uh, so these are TCPA rules more or less. So when you're cold calling, there are laws with cold calling. That's pretty much for every cold caller. Uh, so let's kind of talk about. What they are so this is the telephone communication protections act you got all that legal stuff for everyone if they want to go really into the uh the thick of it uh but basically you can't have an automatic telephone dialing system mm -mm. uh with equipment because it was built in the 90s right they don't really know about software uh pretty much it, it this is the law if you really want to lead it uh re really read it uh more or less it creates the dnc list it it creates all these really fun laws uh, more or less, you can't cold call, I think, before 8 a.m. or after uh, 9. Um, it should be on here, though, local time. Uh, but this is pretty much the entire law. Uh, let's see here. Oh, they, they updated in 2005. Uh, telemarketing, uh, rule marketing. All right. Actually, how many pages is this? Is that actually, a lot. Okay, it's a lot more pages than I thought. Uh, but we'll look up. TCPA time restriction. Pretty much, you got to know it's uh, 4 8 a.m. or after 9 p.m. Yeah. Um, on the call party's local time, which uh, that is a weird one because you don't even know what the person's uh, local time is. So that's kind of funny. But uh, that is how that works because if someone has an area code local to you, but if they're living in you know Hawaii, that could cause some issues too. But that's still up in the air. There's usually a $500 fine for breaking TCPA law. And the TCPA creates a do not call list. And this is where the most heated, contested uh, law, I always get asked about TCPA and how it works, right? Uh, the DNC list. Can you call the DNC list? Well, let's talk about the DNC list. Let's talk about how the DNC list. So let's, let's go to the do not call registry and kind of read what it says. So let's make this uh, bigger. Uh, where is it? This is how the FCC defines the do not call list. The Do Not Call Implementation Act authorizes the FTC to collect fees for the implementation and enforcement of the Do Not Call Registry uh, Public Law Number 10882. I'm just reading you guys the law because I want you guys to actually know what the law means. Authorizes the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, under Section 3A3A of the Telemarketing and Con Consumer Fraud and Abuse Prevention Act, Prevention, Prevention Act to implement and enforce the DNC registry ratified blah 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 the dnc uh specifies registration fees and, and basically how it works is it revises reporting requirements in the telemarketing and consumer fraud and abuse act uh pretty much how the law works is uh dn list you cannot call somebody on the DN dnc list uh for uh telemarketing uh that is how the uh, law works so let's see um dnc rules right here uh, let's the law. It basically helps telemarkets operate uh, basically on it. 
let's see. Political political calls to nonprofits and charities are uh, exempt from it, uh, but pretty much uh, calls are permitted. Uh, let's see. Let's do the DNC rules because it has DNC list rules. Uh, it has the definition of it. It's illegal for telemarketers to call a number listed on the DNC registry. So that is what the law basically states on there. Now let's look up the definition of telemarketing. Now this is when things get weird because like, should I call the DNC list? Oh, I'm telemarketing. I can't. Let's go to the FCC definition of telemarketing. Basically how the telemarketing rules are, uh, be section 10 here. So, oh my gosh. All right. Bear with me. Uh, this is section 10, so this should be easier. Uh, where's 10? I got to go all the way down here for 10. But let's get the actual rules. Seven, five. All right, here. The term telemarketing, okay? Let's, uh, where is it? The term telemarketing means the initiation of a telephone call or message for the purpose of encouraging the purchase of real estate or investment in property, goods, or services, which is transmitted to any person. This seems like pretty common, right? But here's mm -hmm. the thing. If I'm calling somebody, let, let's kind of go through the rules here, right? Hey, Mr. Uh, person, I'm encouraging you to purchase a rental. I'm encouraging you to purchase or invest in this property or good. The purchase of. Does this promote, is this the encouragement of selling a property? No, you're not, right? Mm-hmm. You're encouraging somebody to purchase something. Telemarketing basically states you cannot encourage somebody to buy something or invest in something. When somebody sells their property, they're not investing. They're selling it, right? Yeah. As of today, with the DNC list, I don't care whoever legal schmeagle person says, but like most telemarketers want you want you to buy something, not sell, right? They never do. They're always buy this, buy this, buy yeah. this, right? Never to sell. So when they made the law of DNC, they're like, no one's ever going to want to uh, encourage somebody to sell their thing, right? No, right? And so that is why for most wholesalers who interpret it, they're pretty much fine cold call on the DNC list. It's up in the air. Talk to a lawyer. But if you're, if you're inquiring somebody to sell their piece of real estate, if you're looking to sell it, you're pretty much fine to go. Like it just... It's very interesting the way they do it. Why do you think realtors can cold call legally the for sale by owner list? Wow, it, they're selling their mm, piece of real estate, correct? And they're basically putting their phone number out they there. Put their phone number out there. Legally, though, you can't telemarket that person for a listing. Theoretically, if they're on the DNC list, but they don't get in legal problems because, first of all, they're selling their property. Yeah. They're selling something. They're not encouraging the buying of. So, just guys, understand. This is how the DNC law states. So you make the decision for yourself, but pretty much you're legally fine wholesaling okay, um, a lot of these lists. I, I can't take another legal document. No, but here's the thing. <laughs> I, I made this for the people. I get it. That want to actually know how the law works because I see gurus say, you can't call, call the DNC nah. list. And they did, they're like, uh, because I said so. That drives me crazy. So Guys, read, yeah. read the stuff that's written. And honestly... You have to kind of make your own interpretation. Yeah. A lawyer will always give you one, 
And keep in mind, more than half of them are wrong. It depends on which side of the argument they want to be on. So I can find one legal argument and find a real, uh, find a lawyer that is pro and a lawyer that's against it, yeah. and they go forever. So here's the. That's why they need judges. Fifty percent are wrong every day, right? They got to be, otherwise. I know. So here's the thing. Court Neil Jason's got a really good point here, and I want you to answer this. This is hilarious to me. I heard someone's trying to get rid of double closings. You pretty much can't stop somebody from double closing. Am okay. I correct? Yeah, you can't. So. Uh, and Jason, like there's, there's no bad question here. So I'm not picking no on you. Question. I actually enjoy your questions is his great ones. When you, the, the problem with your statement, and this is a teaching moment is when you put the word I hear, there's no credibility to it. That's true. You have like, it's not you, but it's like, whoever tell you, did the internet tell you that? Like, so guys, when you guys know how gossip works. Like, oh, I heard so and so is wholesaling uh, illegal. I mistake. heard so, and then it just rips and is viral. You can take one piece of negative news and it will spread like wildfire. I heard and that then, Ricking can bench five hundred pounds. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> my shoulders can't, but uh, you know, I heard. but like you know, like Jason. So like, y- it's not a bad question. But whenever someone tells you, I hear, or someone told me. Or I, I tried that you have to like, I'm not, you just can't use that as your compass and your guiding because I can take all day long. You know how many people post on forums on social media and they go, I tried direct mail and I failed at it. It's terrible. It's a terrible investment. And then so many people take that as rule of God, like, and dude, I've been doing it 20 years. Probably the great, one of the greatest techniques I've ever used is just, I've been doing it 20 years. But like, I'm only one person that can voice my opinion. So be very careful what information you take and you make it law in your, in your, in your belief system, because it will misguide you. We are so misguided and we have to understand when it comes to whole thing, try to get facts. So when people talk about illegal wholesaling, get statutes number, ask them the name of the bill. If they stumble on the name of the bill, how much work did they really research it for you? Right. Yeah, here's the thing. He, about, he's yeah. just, he or she is just researching the solution they want to sell you to fix it. And yeah. that's the problem. So, like, the minute they go, well, you know, it's illegal wholesale in Illinois and this is how you fix it, go, hey, what's that bill? When did it pass? Can you read it out loud for me? Oh, I don't have that information. So, let's talk, let's talk about this. This is kind of funny, right? Yeah. Oh, double but Jason, good question. It's a great so. question, but let's play it's devil's impossible. advocate, ready? No, let's, let's make it illegal to double. Uh, close. You know what? I think double closings are so bad. Yeah. What are we gonna, all right. Let's write this law. So what's a double closing again? You're buying a property and then you're selling it. You know what? All right. We're going to make it illegal for people to buy houses and then sell them. Yes. That's how we do it. No, guys. It's physically impossible to double do it. closings. You'll either have to do an Illinois thing, which technically is not legal. And they're not, they can't, they can't really enforce that. So what you have to do is you have to make it illegal for somebody to buy and sell a piece of real estate. And that is sort of funny because I'm pretty sure outside of uh, certain countries that you actually can't even own any property, uh, you can buy and sell real double closing to a core is you are buying something and then you're selling it. It doesn't matter what the time is in between. It's fine. So guys, remember I always talk about like to find the right title company. I'm not telling you to cherry pick. I don't want a title company to do anything that, that's not ethical or legal. He says but the title company won't do it. I title, title companies th- will pass rules 
and they'll make ridiculous assumptions. Let me give an example. When I was flipping short sales back in 2009-10, I had a title company tell me I had an approved short sale. I had all the paperwork, no restrictions, and the title company told me we're not comfortable until you wait at least 30 days. I was furious. And then I learned, I go, I've got to find title companies that understand. I don't need a title company to interpret the law. I just need them to follow it. And so they do pass policies. Um, you, guys, you're going to see this. A lot of um, title companies, they don't want to do assignments because they're uncomfortable with it. Don't do business with them. Don't let a title company's rules and opinions govern your wholesaling business. Go find people that will follow the law and get away from these companies that are restricting I, you. I do want to pop up a, a, a comment and a question. So I, I will say this from Gary. Gary. So Gary is in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh -huh. And Gary says, I had to stop wholesaling, could not find properties at below market value with enough meat on the bone to justify. Seems like corporations are overpaying and squeezing the individual and small operations. Any suggestions? Gary, I have I have over 100,000 reasons why Port St. Lucie last month was very profitable for us. Yeah. And I don't, I'm not going to call myself a big corporation because I don't think we really yeah. are. Guys... <laughs> We run a six-figure-a-month wholesaling real estate operation in Port St. Lucie. Gary, I've been I'm doing it this 20 years, Gary. I've I'm, never, I've had so many deals. I'm saying this respectfully. Yeah. It's not you. Actually, sorry. It's not wholesaling. It's you. Uh, it's, so you're just, you're looking, you're, you're, because remember, you're, t if you do wholesaling right, you're technically not competing with anyone except really yourself. Not. Because if you're buying off-market properties, how are you going to be beat by corporations? All you have to do is learn how to pull the correct list, do the right marketing channel, oh, talk sorry, to sellers. Sorry. He's in Orlando. Okay. This is actually worse because I know four wholesalers in Orlando doing over 100K a month. So that's dude. actually worse. Okay. Dude, Broward, uh, Dade, yeah, Long Beach. Dude, I, like it's so much worse I know even for the South Orlando, and we still do them. 100K a month in basically the Orlando region. And they do some of Brevard too because they're kind of already up there. Guys, so Gary, hop on a live, and if you want to talk love, about it, we can talk. We'll about break it. down your marketing, and like honestly, I'm here to help you. I the, don't look at anyone as competition no. because everybody comes to my backyard thinking, "Oh, well, if you know, Rick can do, I can knock it out." And they they come, they go, some stay, some leave. The reality is, if you consistently wholesale and consistently market, you will do it 20 years plus, just like I have. I'll break this down. Anyone is invited to hop on here and tell me why wholesaling is not working for them. But I will give you this disclosure. I will. We will personally help you. Yeah. Here's the issue. This is why uh, probably I'm not the nicest person for this. And this is why probably I can't sell courses, right? I'm going to tell you the honest truth of why you're not being successful right now. You might not like it. It might not be sweet or nice or the, the sweetest, most caring thing. But I'm going to be completely honest with you, okay? If you come to me and you say, wholesaling doesn't work and you have not cold called 500 sellers, I, I will literally say, well, do that and then come back to me. And I'm saying that truthfully. Sometimes um, you just, by us, like I, I know we go against the grain, but honestly, I think wholesaling is a very basic fundamental like skill set. And if you learn it, it will open up so many doors. But like, like sometimes as a father, you guys just got to tell your kids sometimes how it is. And it's not what they want to hear, but it's what they need. And they'll thank you down the road. Here's an example. Love this kid to death when he was young. He played basketball. He loved it. Listen, he 
he was okay at it, but it's like a rec league. And like, so when we're getting ready to like go late middle school and high school, I just sit down with him. I said, listen, what do you want to do? He's like, I, I love bad. Listen, I, I love you, son. Basketball and wrestling at the same time. I know. I love you, son, but you're it, like, I don't know where we're going to go basketball past middle school because it, it gets, you guys know the competition in high school. Oh, yeah. A lot of these kids are in shock. Like you got kids playing soccer in three or four. You got kids wrestling at age four and all this. I said, let's find something that you got a shot in. And I was well, there was a flyer for wrestling, man. Correct. Came, and I, 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 I well, he doesn't like. I encouraged we'll, it. We'll break it down. But, but like, guys, like sometimes you know, like your kids have certain skill sets, and you go, listen, let me just gently point you in the right direction, oh, yeah. because like sometimes it just we just we all can't be NFL players. We all can't be NBA basketball players. And listen, if you want to have fun and go with it, but like when you get to high school and college, it's highly competitive and you have to be prepared for it. So wealthy vision has a really good one. You're not a wholesaler until they get a thousand no's. I completely agree with that actually. Yeah. Um, it, it's true. So we're going to break down one last topic. Then we're going to get in the one-on-ones. And this is something I feel like I've been getting hammered on this question. Uh-oh. And I feel like we got to break it down really quick, really quick. Um, the gurus are trying to push innovations hard. And I want to I want to I want to say a couple things and I'm gonna let you stay the floor because you know it better than me. Why are gurus pushing novations? Let's think about this from a very big perspective. Why are they pushing it? There's only one reason why they're pushing it because they think that's how you're actually going to make the most money. No. They're already you they already you already bought their ten thousand dollar course, and they're like, shoot, he already bought my ten thousand dollar course. I can't sell him another ten thousand dollar course. I'll make a mastermind. Okay, he paid 10 grand for the mastermind. You know what? Here to pay for my mastermind, he has lifetime access to that one. He has lifetime access to my course. Well, lifetime till I quit in five years. But how am I going to sell him anything more? I, he's, he bought my wholesaling course. Wait, let's try to do wholesaling with extra steps. Give it a sexy name and then I'll sell him a course on that. Guys, gurus are pushing novations. Because they can sell you on top of the regular course or get an affiliate for a course and basically sell you on a course to do it. That's why they're pushing it. They actually don't believe it's the best for you, but they can make money off of you. Dude, it's good for sales. Yeah. What's innovation? It sounds sexy. Break it down. Listen, novations have been around forever. This is nothing new. A, A novation legally means to substitute one contract with another. That's it. There is no novation contract. Do you understand that? So to here's the real problem with novations. Okay. I'm all about like making a buck in America and doing whatever you can, but try this. Take your, if you guys are going to sit in on a novation course and actually, if you want to waste an hour of your time, go ahead and do it. But Take that idea, all the paperwork, the slides and everything, and bring it to a real estate lawyer and tell them what you want to do and sit back and see how they respond to you. Okay. In my opinion, innovations, you're actually going closer to become a realtor than anything else um, in act. So I promise you this novation is even going to push legislation even more against acts like this. A novation happens naturally. Let me explain to you. When I flipped a lot of short sales, sometimes we couldn't get the bank to give a discount. I couldn't buy it at that rate, but on the open market, it might sell for that. And I would go back to the owner and go, listen, I tell you what, I can't buy it for that. But I tell you what, my friend's a realtor. They can help find a buyer for it. Um, 
honestly, I might get a little bit of a feedback from it. If you're okay with it, we'll have them list the property. And when we get a buyer, I'll cancel my contract and then I'll try to collect the fee from the buyer. I'm going to charge a little bit more. Are you okay with that? And some would be like, yeah, but to be honest with you, innovation requires you to partner up with a distressed homeowner. Do you know how tough that is to do? And here's the problem is you have to enter into a power of attorney legal document. You have to record a lien on public record. Once again, a legal document. I just don't feel novations does not circumvent wholesaling. It's being sold as it's so much easier and you have no risk. Do you have a tremendous risk of being sued by the homeowner if you don't meet their expectations? Because in my opinion, you are practicing real estate without a license and you definitely don't have skin in the game. And if you talk about doing repairs and all this stuff, guys, like honestly, there's a reason it's a really bad idea. Every now and then you come up with a solution. you got to pull your contract out and replace it with it. And I'm fine with it. Now we have entire courses teaching you how to do this strategy over wholesaling. And in my opinion, it's reckless. You don't have to agree with me, but partnering up with a distressed homeowner. And then you're going to record like this big, like giant lien on the property. And you're going to do a power of attorney. Go find the downside of novations. I'm telling you. A lot of these homeowners, they're completely off the rocker and what the number needs and to partner up with a distressed home owner to sell it for an unrealistic price is a recipe for disaster. They will drive you nuts. Guys, I'm just telling you, you cannot have novations as your primary strategy. It's you're practicing real estate without a license. So you're going to do a power of attorney and you're going to do record a lien and you're going to tell the seller and make all these promises and then involve another buyer. Let me ask you, say you have the contract under 400,000 and say you're able to bring another buyer, replace it for 500,000. Do you not think some of those sellers might have an issue with you making a hundred grand, which you didn't buy the property? Do you think assignments are bad? Guys, listen, I'm just telling you, innovations is not a beginner strategy. It requires legal work. It, you have to understand how power of attorney works. Is it a limited power of attorney? Is it a full power of attorney? What type of lien do you record? Do you know when you record stuff on public record, you are liable if it's inaccurate and you can be held accountable and be countersued? Guys, I'm just saying, Novation is simply a replacement of contract and now we've created an entire course and marketing off of it. Go talk to the guys who have done this a long time. The only reason they're pushing Novations is because they think they can circumvent wholesaling and honestly, you might as well go get your real estate license and just list the properties correctly if you're going to do that. I just don't, if you're brand new to this, if you think doing novations or I'll just do creative financing because wholesaling is so hard, you are not taking a, you're taking a shortcut that's going to blow up on you in the long run. Everybody starts with wholesaling. Fine. You can buy properties. You can pay more on MLS on that. And then if you want to branch out, you learn more, you learn how all this works, creative financing, but like Novation, honestly, if you've never done a deal before, Zach, now I got to learn how to do a power of attorney. I got to record a lien and I got to tell the homeowner. It's absolutely nuts. No, 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 no. First of all, we don't do Novations and we're advanced. Can I, can I tell you right? What do you think is going to happen when I'm 80 years old, old lady living at home and you do a Novation on my house, ready? Okay. Or I'm like 50, right? So you buy my house for a hundred. You do all these renovations. You make me sign this and I agree to buy it for a hundred. It's, it's a beat up house, whatever. Right. 
you put 70k into it and you sell it for 300 or 250 right mm -hmm. and i have to sign you're selling this for 300 my house is worth 300 yeah you're making 80,000 let me go call my uh my lawyer son or they're going to call What's a real estate on? agent and oh. a broker and guys uh, worse is the lawyer son yeah what are you going to do you know if you get sued for fraud and deceptive because legally you bought their house for a hundred and you didn't buy it. You agreed to buy it for a hundred and you sold it for 300. And you didn't really disclose that you didn't buy the house. Yeah. And here's the funnest part. Funniest part. When you assign something, it's final. When they close it, they get the money they agreed on. Yeah. It's final. Like, Hey, I sold people get this and this isn't like, you're not really lying to yourself. They get it right. It's over. I closed on it. I'm not the owner. The deed is put away. It's fine. Once you start getting into, I agree to sell it, the property at a hundred thousand, but the property changed and now it's worth more, but yeah. I'm still the owner. I should be able to get out of this and sell it for 300. Right. And here's the one thing about contracts, which I think a lot of gurus don't understand. This is the funniest thing ever. Contracts are a weird thing. Because a lawyer at any discretion can vacate a contract whenever they want to, right? Mm -hmm. They can really change a lot of things. And that's for the best because if somebody goes to one of our properties and fraudulently does a quick claim deed and tries to steal a house from us, mm -hmm. legally they're the owner if you really look at it on the property appraiser. But a judge, if I have a lawyer, they can reinstate it with me and say, hey, that's not legal. We're yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. It's a court order. When I buy a property and then sell it and I have all my disclosures, a judge is like, hey, you agree to sell it for this price and like it wasn't fraudulent. You upfront, they're okay with that. When you do a novation, no one ever talks about this too. This is the funniest part. Are you ready? What if I am doing this, I'm buying the house from the lay for 100K and I have a bad roofer and the whole property gets destroyed? I heard people doing novations. They're bringing in contractors doing the work while the other owner owns it. Guys, it, it's like 101. You don't do heavy, heavy rehab on a property you don't own. And let me ask you, what about this? Say you went out and got your real estate license to protect yourself because you want to be like a fraudulent wholesaler. Dude, the minute that seller has a complaint with you, not only do you have to do with state regulators, you're going to have to do with the National Association of Realtors and your board. Try to explain what you did with the novation. And here's the thing is, the explanation to the homeowner is a very advanced explanation. And most of them, they'll get the, they go, oh, here's the big selling point innovations. You can get 50 grand more. That, but the challenge is there's a lot of risk, a lot of stuff that goes with it. What if you don't sell the property on time? What if you're a licensed real estate agent? So many things can happen. And then here's what they're doing. Well, so when they have an issue, guess what? Well, you signed a power of attorney. Well, I promise you, if they're like 62 or older, you're going to get taken to the house on the elderly oh, law. So you're going to get killed. Oh, and then you have a lien. I guarantee 98% of the lawyers can discredit that lien because you don't know what you're doing and you use some kit from a, like a, from a, from a coaching thing. I'm just telling you guys, novations happen naturally. And, can I explain and if it happens naturally in your business and you have some yeah. experience, then do the right thing for the homeowners. Like, listen, I can't buy it for this but I can bring somebody in. I'm going to make a fee on it. If you'll sign off and let know up front, 
Worst case scenario, the realtor just gets a commission. You get a marketing bonus, move on your life. If that homeowner sues with all that paperwork, power attorney, lien, all that stuff, and all your conversations, you're a dead man or woman walking. Everything. You're going to lose everything. And you're, I'm just telling you. You're not going to, but you could. I don't, I've done novations, but they've happened naturally. Novation, this is what it is. It's not a contract. There's no such thing as a no, novation contract. Go ask any lawyer. I talk to lawyers all the time. Novation is a replacement of one contract with another. It's not, I guess you can call it a strategy, but when you lead with novations, in my opinion, you are transacting on real estate without a license. And if that's going to be your price, I saw somebody post the other day, a good sized wholesaler in my state says more than half his business comes from novations. You are now in the real estate brokerage business. Go get your license and get everybody approved. And honestly, once you get approved, that formula will not work for a licensed broker because you're not out for the fiduciary responsibility for the homeowner. You're in it for yourself. It's very bad. similar to a wholesaler. Guys, I'm just telling you, man. It's Guys, I'm just like, once the seller changes their mind. And you see how the, much they change. Guys, put in the comments, how many times do they change their mind just when you're doing a wholesale deal? And this is the last part. And this is the part that scares me. Mm. If you look at the people that get arrested for elder abuse, financial abuse, like criminal crimes, what are most of them are for people over 65? A terror, a caretaker who's not related to the person uh -huh. gets a power of attorney, power of attorney, the bank account, Record, does something crazy with it, records with, a lien, records, a lien, does crazy stuff. And then they uh. get arrested, not sued, arrested. Yeah. So why do you think I steer clear? Most financial crimes happen when you do a power of attorney. Because that could guarantee you access to everything. And a power of attorney, this is the best part ever. Are you ready for a power of attorney? You're supposed to be in that person's best financial interest. Yeah. So you taking 50 or 100 grand of that deal completely negates no. that. Guys, let me end it with this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Whenever you hear the word novation, you hear like hype about it and stuff like that, peel the layers back and figure out if they're selling you something in a course. And I guarantee 99% of them are. And the people that don't sell, they never talk about novations because they know it's like, it's in every now, dude, novations are like less than 5% of anything I've ever done, probably around two to 3%. And they happen naturally just because I wanted to help a seller and it was the right thing to do. When you go in with that strategy up front, come on guys, like see, and honestly, Somebody should do at least 50 to 100 deals before you try this crazy marketing strategy. All the hype around Novation, when you peel it back, they're trying to sell you something they haven't had in their portfolio. And now, oh, I got this sexy. And everybody, oh, it's so much easier. Dude, it's, have you ever done something? You go, man, that was easy. And then you find out years later, like it was the worst you idea you ever did. Well, think about this. So if a seller wants to back out and sue you, you're screwed. So you're, they're coming this. after you personally. So you love pizza, right? Huh. I know your favorite pizza place. We're not going to break it on here. But like, let's say you have you have a pizza place, right? Oh, I love pizza. But if you know this pizza place, it's the best pizza in the world, right? Yeah. At, for the so there's a one percent chance you eat that pizza. You are, uh, you are you get food poisoning for two weeks straight, and but it's only one out of a hundred chance. Would you eat that pizza? Would you order that pizza or just go to another place where you know it's really safe? I go to another place. Even if it's really sexy, you're not taking that 1% chance that you're going to get food poisoning. And what's that food poisoning? You get sued because you sign a power of attorney. 
You get sued, you get countersued. They go after your personal assets, your family. You can't wholesale anymore. You lose. What? Yeah, I, yeah. You would not uh, take that, listen, right? When a seller wants to back out of an ovation, now you've got a paper trail. Like a lot. Don't of, eat the pizza. And there's so <laughs> many people like, well, you signed a power of attorney, dude. I'm here to tell you, dude, I've seen power of attorneys like challenge. And by the way, a power of attorney at a title company, they don't like them. Like you really got to prove it up and down, head to toe. They just, so if you don't have a relationship and you enter in a power of attorney, the underwriters at the, um, not only the title company, but the insurance company, Old Republic, they're going to underwrite your power of attorney and they're going to question it because you don't have experience doing this stuff. Honestly, I don't ever enter into a power of attorney without the consent of a lawyer. Are you ready for this? Here's the last definition. I'm going to say this. This is the state of Florida. What is a breach of fiduciary duty? Under Florida law, a fiduciary such as a trustee or individual power of attorney is required to impartially, impartially, what does impartially mean? You're not going to profit off of it, right? It means you have to be completely neutral. Impartially based on what is fair and reasonable to all. You're not impartial when you're buying the deal yourself, okay? And you're, you're making 100K. It's yeah. like now in wholesaling, as long as you, you're you ethical and upfront, you can take that money and you can keep it legal. There's, unless you committed fraud or did a forgery or really hit something, that's your money fair and square. A novation, you know, novations can come back to you, I think, seven to 10 years after the fact, too. No, it, it's what is I, the I statute of limitations for a breach of the power of attorney? And what are you going to do? This is the last part. If you have kids and they're 20 years old and let's say you're 60, 65 mm-hmm. and you're my power of like, you know, the son and daughter's power of attorney. They're my family. They love me. They trust me. Right. You know, you know, John right here, he just cold called me. He's going to be on this too. And I got like this, like a fortune or whatever. No, we're not going to have this random guy, son of power of attorney. Right. It's, it's like, come on, guys. I, guys I'm here to tell you, the title company and especially the underwriting insurance company like Old Republic and all of them, they're going to open your power of attorney up and they're they're going to call the person that signed it. They want to know if there's a lawyer. They want to see all the IDs. They want to talk to the notary. Title companies, they're very wary of power of attorneys. And don't tell me you're going to handpick your title company to get through it. I'm telling you, we have consenting people with power of attorneys. <coughs> And we have to go through so much paperwork to do it. I had a deal almost blow up because uh, it was a old man yeah. who was selling his house. And he was like, I think 70. So, you know, I went with the entire family because I was making a ton of money on it. And it was the, the guy didn't have any kids, kids, but his adoptive, his, yeah, his adoptive daughter, um, had her adoptive daughter was uh, yeah. the power of attorney. Yeah. The title company is like, wait. They're not legally related. And this was a whole good investing. Yeah. They pushed us so hard. I'm like, it's the lead. She's been adopted since like three years old. And like they, it yeah. was insane. The amount of work on that. What do you think it's going to be when somebody they just met a week ago? I'm just telling guys, listen, you yeah. can do novations. There's people making money in it, but it doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. Yeah. And in my opinion, you're going to have a lot of problems. So like, and then if you guys watch one of these webinars or trainings, they will never discuss this stuff because no. the people that decided to go, listen, that's just, that's not my, like, that's not the niche of my business. And I don't want to go there. They- <laughs> Guys, listen, I've been sued and I'm just telling you a novation go 
if you have a chance to talk to a judge or a lawyer that that's actually gone to court, dude, I've showed them the, the, like the novation stuff. They're just like, you've got to be kidding. Every novation conversation that you hear of results from somebody selling a course on it. I'm telling you what, what, what I just pop up read that. It's always a course. It's always a it's course, always a but course. like, listen, this is, unfortunately it's one of the worst sizes you see it. and they're gonna say oh rick you're just jealous because you're not making money doing it. i go dude talk to me in five ten years and tell me after you clear all the lawsuits how much money you made okay i've done things that like if you don't understand it like head to toe and you haven't reviewed with a lawyer don't do it because you can't what's the word you not understanding what you're doing is not a valid excuse when you get sued. So uh, you have a responsibility being naive. Whatever. There's a there's a clever word for well, it. Let me say this, and I'm going to mute it. I'm going to tell you an example of somebody, and you're yeah. going to break it down. There was once a whole. Let me don't say it, and it's not in Florida. It's outside of Florida. I'll try. You know, I, 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 have I have a lot have... of examples in my head of a wholesaler, real estate investor wholesaler. Okay. Yeah. A real estate investor wholesaler that did something that was technically okay, but he did it wrong to a point and he lost everything and he couldn't wholesale anymore. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. There's actually, there's more than one, but the, the reason why we're so cautious with you is because some wholesalers do the wrong thing. It wiped out millions. They wipe off millions. Wiped so, up millions. So and when I actually, say about, yeah, you got, know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I got a short stint too. Jonathan, not who I'm talking about, but what I can tell you is there's wholesalers that go to jail, go to, they do the wrong thing. Because they, they push, but a guru tells them it's the right yeah. thing and they go to jail. They go to it's guys. We say this from the bottom of our hearts. Do what's legal and right. Like, I just I don't want anyone going to jail for wholesaling. So avoid the novations. Okay. When that when when you get in trouble or sued for a novation, your guru you spent five grand is not gonna help you out. So but just, not gonna just help because you, out. you can legally do them in paperwork, the problem is if you ever get challenged in court, you you are one hundred percent. I, you're not going to win. And a lawsuit now, costs money. Even if you get sued and you're in the right, it's going to cost, cost you, you 15, 50. 20 grand every time you get sued. And guys, here's the problem. Like if, especially if you're my, my biggest challenge with innovations, like I kept my mouth shut a long time is they're being pitched to people who have never done a deal before. And that's what scares me. How are you going to explain all this legal terminology to the seller? You're not, you're going to screw it up. And then if anything goes wrong and there's a high probability is you're going to be held accountable and they're going to leverage you. Yeah. with an attorney and the attorney goes, did you do this, this, and this? I go, okay, give us 10 grand and we'll go away. If not, I'm going to clean your clock in court for like elderly abuse, uh, uh, practicing law without a uh, real estate license, practicing law and giving law vows without having a, uh, a, uh, a law license. It did. It's going to be endless what they're going to clean your clock on. So All right. my wealthy vision, please DM me. I'm very curious on that. Uh, please DM me. Um, I won't, bring that up but I, I would love to know case law i'm very interested with wholesalers and case law i'm always interested to see how what happens but uh my wealthy vision please dm me um let's answer this one really quick um what are your thoughts on investor lift for dispo and promoting by saying was helping people uh the person says he's helping people scale one million a month in assignment fees i'm going to say this one sentence only i'm saying this very carefully my he's words, not a wholesaler I, i'm saying this very he's nice. not a wholesaler okay i'm saying this very nice we're, we're only going to do the one sentence on this i'm sorry dipalo but if we do not mention the software, I promise you, most softwares that I talk about or I don't talk about, I've spoken to the owner. I've spoken to the entire team. I've seen the back end of them. And if I've seen the front, back end, in and outs of the entire thing and talked to you, probably 
uh, about 30, 40 wholesalers that use a software. And I truthfully don't, don't believe it works or I've tried it and it doesn't work. I don't mention it and I will not be mentioning it. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. But my wealthy vision, always curious what you have to say about was that. that so, investor drop? What was it? I don't know. Uh, but so Dude. that that's what I'm saying. So let's let's do some one-on-one calls. We kind of ranted a little, but uh, let's get it going. I had an event, man. That felt good. Oh, it feels I'm great. probably getting a lot of crap. But like, I, I don't care, man. Like, we're just here to tell you the truth. And like, honestly, if something sounds too good to be true, I'm telling you a lot. Of, like when you see these new greatest things, it drives me nuts. It's Kurt like, Jones got a fun question. Go ahead. Does Rick know the people behind you? Uh, outcast right it's outcast yeah, yeah so uh i don't think you know the names but i'll, I'll break it down so do you remember tr uh uh what is it um semi-pro the movie with uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah i love so that so that's andre 3000 oh, okay he played the guy that went to the spurs and that's big boy um you probably know big boy but you probably know andre no, no, 3000 he's an actor uh, yeah. he's an actor yeah, yeah. um but yeah they had a lot of great stuff so you remember hey y'all yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, dude, right, hey, you know, you know, Outcast. Okay. Listen, I, right. I was, it's Jackson. Okay. On, man. I'm All back right. to like the run DMC days. So, okay, uh, so uh, we love Outcast. Uh, but yeah. So, you know, I just, I had a, I, I commissioned a guy to paint it. It was really cool. Um, you know. So let's uh, do some one on one calls real quick. We got, hello, Black Diamond. Hello. You are very patient. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> What's well, up? How can we help you out? This, this is the my first time on stage, so um, means a lot. I th think um, I I um, had a few questions. Okay. okay. Um, so I have um, I I just started learning um, about like your course and the th I did the thirty day challenge, and I'm just quite nervous with uh, with. Um, I think I found uh, three properties in Texas um, that look that are just like um, same. It looks like it's like screaming motivation, and I'm just like, and I'm just um wondering if it could do like a JV deal. Um, yeah. but I'm just um I'm not quite sure like how to. Because there, there was a, um, because the AR, the calculating ARV is is very different now, I, from my understanding. Okay. Yeah. So where in Texas? Um, Odessa. I'm not sure Odessa? how to pronounce. Yeah. Is it virtual yeah. for you? Yep. Um, okay, I'm at? in Canada right now. Ooh. Okay. Sweet. Where in Canada? Um. I'm in uh, um, Ontario. Ontario, um, okay. Cool, yeah. man. Well, nice to meet you. Uh, very nice. Oh, so, first of all, so you, do you have three properties nice. under contract? Oh, sorry? Do you have them under contract? Um, no, I, I haven't. I haven't even called them. I'm like terrified. Okay. Well, let's uh, yeah. let's let's use one example. So uh, that looks like mine. You play Minecraft? Um. Yeah. What's My your favorite friend. video game? Um, probably Minecraft, I, I suppose. All right, you pretty good with it. Um, I, I guess it, it's been a while. Okay, you probably beat me. Well, let me let me. You can't beat somebody. <laughs> in my, okay, we're, you can't beat him in Minecraft. You can make a diamond sword, but we'll we'll break it down. Okay, so bro, all right, bring back Galaga. So, 
how did you learn how to go to the nether realm? Um, huh. I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I suppose. You, okay, um, you didn't put up city in this corner by yourself because you're a genius. Someone told you it, right? Yeah, someone told right? you. Okay. So that's how you get good at wholesaling. How did you actually know it was real or you had to do it yourself? You know, so that's the thing, right? You got to do it. How do you get good at finding diamond out of a new like seed phrase, right? You got to go out and you got to find it, right? And how do you right. get really good at it? You just got to do it. So like Minecraft, how do you get good at Minecraft? How do you get good at, I mean, Redstone still confuses me in Minecraft, but I could probably get really good. I have some friends that are really good with it. But what I could tell you, how do you get good at Minecraft? You got to do it. How are you going to get good at wholesaling? You just got to um, do it. Put yeah, the just gotta in the do thing it. and go after it, you know? Yeah. Um, That's it, dude. No creative yeah. mode though. We're in survival. <laughs> <laughs> of All course. Right, so, so how how so then? I would just then, from my understanding, I would just call these properties. I would um ask them and then do the whole process, and then probably um figure how to do um JV. I, I plan to trying to do a, a JV. It, because there Dude, is that's it yeah so how do you cold call line up the obsidian right you just gotta you you know exactly what to do you just gotta do it hey are you the owner of the property and are you interested in selling it and then i have a script at freeholsting.com what to say right you just gotta follow the scripts have a regular conversation you're good to go man um you're nervous because you don't have much experience with it like video games dude i've played my fair share and i still play a lot of video games you only get better by doing it, okay? I have been recently, since I got this gaming PC, trying to get into CSGO. And I can tell you right now, I've only gotten better by doing it. I can watch somebody play CSGO all day. How do, I just got to do it. And that's the point of wholesaling. That's the point of any video game, right? You just got to do it. Um, that's my advice for you. Yeah. And ner yeah ner being nervous, you're completely normal. Like, completely yeah. normal because... It's a little, it's different from what you're used to doing and it's uncomfortable. But that's tying your shoe is uncomfortable. Driving a car was uncomfortable when you started. Riding a bike was uncomfortable. Rollers, Everything you is. are insanely good at ice skating. Well, that's because I was a skate guard. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like I, you probably weren't comfortable ice skating starting. You, But you became a skate guard because you know why? You, you put the hours into it. Yeah, Everything yeah. in life that is new is hard, difficult, and scary. But eventually, what comes out of that is something really fun and really amazing and life-changing. So what I'm telling you right now is put those ice skates on and just go, you know? You might have to have the little rubber guard with you or whatever they call them. Or even the walker. The walk, but like eventually, you're going to be fine. That's like a new age you thing, know? by the way. We didn't get walkers. We just cracked our face open. Yeah, I'm not great at ice skating, so um. Oh, and now, now they wear now they wear helmets on the thing. He's helmets. Canadian and he does not get at ice skating. This that's is a yeah. that's a problem. Dude, I, yeah, I played school. I thought you have to ice skate the school. I played day. hockey as a kid. I, I assumed everybody in Canada did. You guys but, are so good at it, dude. We're we're just we're, we're hey we're making a joke. Like we're not upset upset. Like I'm just telling you, man. Yeah, like, you got to yeah. put in the work, and that's how you do it, man. I have never fed, said so. Isaiah has about two two thousand hours in CSGO. I've never met somebody <laughs> who's passed 2,000 hours in CSGO. That sucks, okay? I've never found somebody that's put a bunch of hours into a video game and sucked at that video game. Now, I'm still trying to figure out fantasy football. But, but you, you know why? 
why somebody that's played video games for thousands of hours, which is fun. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Trust me. Why are they so good at it? Because they put in the hours. I didn't even know what a mock draft was. I know. But like you practice fantasy football. I'm missing out I here. Know. But here's the, how are you going to get good at it, man? Doing it. So that is my, that's my heart of heart advice for you, man. It's just like anything in life. And don't take you yourself too seriously. No. Nobody that I know has ever died wholesaling. So my Katie. Like, you'll be fine. We're so oh. bad in Call of Duty. Great to know. So bad. And it's gotten better. Good, Listen, I was yeah. a brutal wholesaler when I started. I, dude, I, I don't even know how people did the first three deals with me, but I got through it. He, he had issues too. We all stumbled. And like, it's the first time you try to catch a ball. Remember, let me ask you this. When you were a baby, you probably don't remember. And your parents kind of set you up that first time to walk and you like, you waddle and you fall flat. Your parents just go. Okay, he's done. He's never yeah, gonna he ain't gonna it. walk. He ain't gonna he's make done. It. Dude, he's you done. just keep going. <laughs> he's <And> a crawler. <laughs> honestly, if we could just get all parents in that mindset to encourage their kids and just give them more responsibilities and grow and understand the school system's only gonna teach you so much, but you can't give up. So you have a belief of wholesaling, you just need the conviction. And that's the thing you're teetering on. A conviction is just a like, I'm going to do whatever it has to be successful in wholesaling. And if you can have the conviction, those are the ones that take it to the end line. A belief, unfortunately, is not enough. It's just an idea. It's a thought. Okay? So conviction is like, what am I going to do? Am I going to make a 1,000 phone calls to get this done, to get my first deal? Like what? And don't even set a limit, 10,000, whatever it is. And if you can make that decision internally, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be a little bit nerve wracking. You'll get through it. I fumbled through my first three deals. Honestly, I wanted to quit after the first one because I don't even know how I did my first one. He was kind of the same way. And I sat back and let him make my his own mistakes. He could have made have a lot more it. money. I'm just got it. You got to put in the work. So that is my. And then listen, truth. if you get a really good contract that we teach you, especially in that 30 day challenges, you can submit it, do a JV deal with us and we'll help get yeah. you to the finish line. But you got to find strong motivation from your sellers and they got to be good deals. That's the reality. We're not going to sugarcoat it for you. Yeah. And okay. unfortunately, like I can tell you a bunch of terms and how to get good ahead of time. Obviously confidence is going to be super important, but like, unfortunately, sometimes you just got to get your teeth knocked in and then you're like, cause confidence comes from an, a lack of confidence comes from when you're not believing what you say. Yeah. And truthfully, sometimes a lot of people are confident, not confident because they're nervous. What's the worst thing I'm going to say? You're, dude, you play video games. You've been in, you've been in group chats. Have you ever been in an Xbox live chat in middle school, dude? There's nothing no one can say to me that I've not heard. You guys, okay? you guys are brilliant. You, you, could say, you could say whatever you want to me. It's not going to phase me. So you're a doo-doo head. Ooh, you're called me. You're, you're a poopy <laughs> head. Like, dude, okay. Like, I, you don't know me. My mama thinks I'm cool. I don't care what you have to say. That's why when I get hate comments on YouTube, it's hilarious because all of it's That's love. Funny. But I'm like, my mama thinks I'm handsome. I don't care what you say about me. Yeah. And it's the truth. So, dude, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, Boy, you. your mama jokes back in my day, they just ripped people oh, to yeah. the core. But like, it's like, yeah. you gotta understand, this isn't, it's the UFC without going into the ring. The most they're going to do is either hang up. Maybe they end a contract with you or two. Remember in UFC, you go in and you're not prepared. You literally get yeah. your teeth smacked in. This ain't going to happen to you. I promise you. Yeah. The worst ever is going to happen to you is someone's going to hang up on you. you. You'll live. I promise you. So get a little bit fearless. 
you've got to get the right attitude and go find that conviction. You can easily do this. Honestly, it's not that complicated. And the fact we teach you for free should boast your confidence that you can do this. That's it. Yeah. Well, thank you. It was, it's a, it's a real honor to, um, for you, um, um, guys to, um, have a course that is for free that I think, I, I think it really helped a lot as well to go on this live. Um, and from just hearing, um, um, from you guys really helped me have my, my confidence and I really hope it becomes like perpetual in, in the next deals. Yeah. So like, let's go to that CSGO example. You know, you have 2000 hours. You're going to be an expert in a week. Do you think you're going to put a thousand hours in a video game? No, it's impossible. Uh, right? So don't expect next week. You're going to be an expert, right? You're just putting those hours. You're going to get one 10% better. Right? So what I want you to do, this might be shocking for you, but I want to see if you want to do this. If you want to hop on every week and for five minutes, we're going to role play of how to talk to a seller. I promise you in about seven, eight weeks, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I got to talk to Zach. I already know what to do. Yeah. And it's going to be a no brainer because you keep doing it. It's going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to do this. Right. That's the thing, man. So like, I want to hop on next week with you and I want to talk and you're going to get better every time. It, okay. Is, is it also on, on Thursdays or, uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Sundays and Mondays. If you are on the Zach and the Rick and YouTube, YouTube channel, so go over there and subscribe and we've made it more available because we get a lot of people on this one. So if you miss it, you can hop on one of those and exactly. you get a little bit more opportunity and, uh, yeah, I hope to see you there. You got it, man. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to, um, come back at, um, Thursday because on Wednesdays, Okay. I'm busy. Perfect, man. Thank we you. Got you. Okay, bye. Keep it up, man. Bye. I love it. I'm telling you, like, you just gotta get better every day. And it's it's really hard not to get better every day when you just put put in the time. It's really hard. Now, people you like instantly become a superstar wholesaler. Like you can get lucky, but like yeah. the reality is we all put in the work. Some of us just do it sooner than others, but like if you commit to it, you'll be fine. There's no shortcut. Yeah, but everybody's had that friend they played backyard football in. Like some guys are like in like what as like a ten year old, and they started playing football. And this one guy was just faster than the other kids, and he's what, way you better. Know what my problem in the block is like you had 16, 17 year olds block, yeah. like playing like rumble fumble football, yeah. and I'm this like twelve year old kid holding onto your leg. I'm like I'm gonna take yeah. you down. There was no rules back then. I don't think there was any parents around. So yeah. so, uh, Shaquilla, what is up? Hi, how you doing? Great. How are you? I'm good. Um, so I was call cold calling today, and I I just wanted to know what would I do about this objection. So I was talking to a well, he was a landlord, and he brought up inflation. I was asking if he was willing to sell, and he was like, "Well, what's your offer?" And we did the volley method for a minute, and then I just gave him like a super low ball offer, right? And he was like, "Nope, nope." To First of all, he bought it for like $24,000, I think. So that was like, you would have made money from that, from the offer uh -huh. that I made. So I was just trying to figure out, because he was like, oh, well, that's too low. You know, inflation is is, is going on. And, um, you know, he he brought up like how the properties are going up. So what? how would I handle that? Like, just- If there's no motivation, there's no handling it. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's none. Remember, guys, and, I, and we're all here learning. So we're, we're here to help you. The first thing you have to seek when you get in touch with a seller 
is the motivation there. If there's no motivation, yeah. you will spin your wheels 98% of your time. So if I tell you, Shaquillis, do not harvest energy on people with no motivation because they need realtors. There's nothing yeah. you can do for them. Listen, right. we're only looking for a small percentage of the market. And more wholesalers waste, waste their time chasing down. Price is not a motivation. If you give me this price, I'm motivated. No, no, you're not. The reality is chase motivation first. Use the four qualifying questions, MTCP. You yep. know what they stand for. And if it's not there, maybe the property's motivated, like it's a complete dump, the roof's missing. That's one you just recircle and put back in your file. Yeah. But if he's not motivated, the property's not motivated. Honestly, that's the truth. I'm just sure going to throw it out the window to a point yeah. or give it to a realtor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. And I've had people like, I feel like people are lying to me. <laughs> I feel like when oh, I, I, do. I called someone, I was like, well, are you the owner of, you know, one, two, three, yeah. and they were like, no. Like your name is on the property taxes, and like you know, this is the number I skip trace to your name. I know you're, yeah. and the property Listen, is like perfect. It's so perfect. I'm like, just, hey. the house can be perfect, but you need, uh, you need a motivated seller and a motivated right. property. Right. I've had disgusting, beat up, disgusting, roach infested. There's no roof on the house. Houses. Yeah. The person's like, yeah, but property values are going up. I'm like, what? There's mold everywhere. Yeah, I promise. I, they will have a mo <laughs> yeah. If the house is motivated, I always keep them in there. And you got to kind of know, especially if you're doing virtually, it's hard to tell with they that. They put but their emotions with the house. Yeah. And I ain't buying something based off Listen, of cold calling is a numbers game. Yeah. And knowing 98% of the people you have to disqualify, mm -hmm. save your energy. Like, don't yeah. fight with idiots. Don't ever leave on a bad note. Go, hey, listen, if anything else changes, you know, let me know. And just... I've had some wild ones call me back. You can understand most sellers are not going to sit there and throw all their problems to a complete stranger that's cold calling them. Right. So your job is to keep the conversation alive as long as there's qualifying events to move them forward for motivation. Mm -hmm. And here's a little trick. When they start telling you why the property is so good, I'm like, why would you even consider selling the property? And when they go, well, if the price is right, I don't play the price is right. I'm the guy who falls off the cliff if I pay top dollar for it. You shouldn't do it either. Just move on. It's a lesson you learn. We've all been down this road. I'm just telling you, when you're cold calling, you're going to disqualify probably 95% of the people you talk to. Okay. So don't go through like an entire song and dance. Just try to get through it. It's a pain in the butt. But you're doing the right things. You got the guts to cold call. So don't get discouraged because they do that. You can't overcome if someone's not motivated. There's nothing you can do. The only person to overcome that is a realtor to promise them an unrealistic listing price, which mm -hmm. you will never sell for that price. I agree. Okay. Got it. You got this. Just keep Thanks. going. Just keep your head up high and keep going through it. You're doing what very few people choose to do. Just fight through it. When you find it, I promise you, you're going to jump out of your seat when you hear the qualifications. Yes. When they're like, oh my God. Okay. Now I got someone needs to sell. So you got to find them first. Once you do it, then you just repeat it. Okay. You got okay. it. And I know I realized that there's going to be some people that I'm going to probably have to mail because they don't have, I don't see, um, like a number on true people search. I don't see any number or anything like that. So you have them on Facebook. Hmm? And I did the older woman that I told you lives in West Virginia, but she owns a property in Maryland. Um, she, I, I met, I messaged her on Facebook. She's not answering. So I think I'm just going to direct mail her, but Sounds good. So you guys have a video. If I'm, you guys have a video on how to do that. Correct. Yep. Freeholcing.com. Probate okay. letter template. All right. Awesome. Boom. Thanks. Awesome. Any other questions? Uh, 
No, not at the moment. Oh, I'm down with Black Diamond if you guys are going to do something like, was it Black Diamond? I think that was his name. If you guys yeah. are going to do like a, you know, how to talk to sellers, cold call thing. Like, oh, we got that. We're, we're, we're working on it. Down. We got some cool stuff. Something tells me you'd be an ace at it, though. You're really good at talking to people, so keep doing what you're doing. It's just a numbers yeah, game. You'll get through it. Okay, thanks. Okay. Keep doing it. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. All right, we're going to sign off. Andrew, stay there after. We'll talk to you guys after, but uh, for two hours, we'll uh, head off. So, guys, really appreciate it, guys. No, wholesaling is not illegal. You're not getting in trouble for wholesaling real estate. You're fine. Follow the laws in your states. Um, again, we're not lawyers, CPAs, financial advisors. Do whatever you want, but I'm saying right now, wholesaling is legal. Avoid the gurus. Freewholesaling.com, baby. That's how you learn wholesaling real estate for free. And uh, that's it. Any pardon thoughts? No, guys, listen. Uh, we teach you how to wholesale to get to your first hundred grand. And I, I believe wholesaling should be like learning your ABCs. I think it's ridiculous that people are trying to sell courses like it's back in 2000. Information's out there. You just got to get from people you trust. If you like what you're hearing, guys, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Give me some love before you leave and visit us on our YouTube channels because we do this six days a week. We really, truly want to help you out. Get you the first hundred grand and you decide where you want to go from there. There's no reason to pay these ridiculous training fees for people that have an eighth of the experience. I just, there's more misinformation out there. Go to freewholesaling.com. We're happy to help you out and especially on these lives. And also, why is Outcast in the background? Why isn't out? Why, why isn't Outcast not in the background every time? That's the real question. So appreciate it, guys. Go to freewholesaling.com and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, Zach in here from Flip with Rick. And after helping tens of thousands of people get started in wholesaling real estate and helping so many people out go from $0 to $100,000 in wholesaling real estate, I'm super excited to announce my new wholesaling mastery course. This wholesaling mastery course will have everything step-by-step -step on the whole entire wholesaling processes. I'm gonna give you real deal examples. I'm gonna hold your hand throughout the whole wholesaling process. This course will give you everything you need to know to make up to 100,000 to over a million dollars per year in wholesaling real estate profits. Most real estate gurus out there will charge you around $5,000 for a course like this. But today, if you click on the link, you will get my wholesaling mastery course for the low price of sell out. What? What are you doing? What are you doing? What do you mean? I knew you would do this. I knew you were going to go the course route with the guru. It goes against everything we've preached from day one. Don't be a sellout. The course is free. What? I'm, the course is free. I'm giving it for free. Oh, I apologize. Carry on. Jeez. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, duh. Do you think I'm going to go sell out as like a regular guru selling you a course? I'm not trying to make money off of you guys. Guys, over here, all you got to do is click there to just sign up. No gimmicks, nothing. Absolutely for free. It's a free wholesaling course. Literally, I've seen every single wholesaling course. I have access to all the 10,000 mentorships. Guys, I've literally copied them step by step. I literally have an entire course set out just for you for wholesaling real estate. Click on that and let's get started.